Let's uh, head on back to the Weird Science DC Comics podcast, the show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Moore. And this is episode number 332. 332, here we are, and... Right as we get in, I want to tell you how low we can go. Just want to tell everybody right off the bat that episode 333, next week's episode, obviously, will be a Patreon-only episode because it's an <gasps> annuals week. Oh and that's what we do. It happens a couple times a Jim. year. So if you want to end up listening to that episode, which does my include word. the finale to The Endless Winter, Batman oh Annual, which is a clown hunter story and a bunch of other things, a Jenny Hicks story, Eric, you have to go over to the Patreon. And join up and listen to that But that's next week's problems right now sure is. Let me welcome you to this week 332 And well, if you, you want to go and you know, follow us and have fun And talk to me and Eric Maybe in a group message or something You could go over to Weird Science DC on Twitter We'll follow you back if you follow us 100% We also have a website Where you'll hear there's some discrepancies On who's reviewing what next week But when you end up going to WeirdScienceDCComics.com You can read a bunch of Written Look, reviews I got Ginny by Hex us. next week and the Endless Winter Special Number 2 and I already told you somebody else had Jenny Hex And they've already written the review So you do not, you have one review and I told really, you weeks and the person, ago No you didn't, you told me this week <laughs> and I said, I think that Gabe's got, you know, oh, if Gabe wants to, we can have it. Which, That's fine. Which I'm going to say to myself when I say, hey, Gabe, you, you hear about these Tales books, house, yeah? We'll see. But we're going to end up talking about that Batman later. Annual, right? No, that is Dan. Oh, he okay. is the yeah. Batman deal. I end up having my Dark Knights deal with that uh-huh. last 52 nonsense, whatever yes. the hell that might be, and whatever else comes down the pike. But we have the website, <laughs> WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where you can go over and do all of that nonsense, read written reviews, but also go to our Patreon, Patreon.com slash WeirdScience, where you can listen to a ton of shows including like 10 that i'm doing on monday just wait wait till monday every time i talk about it it's going to increase by five shows it's going to end up 50 shows on monday but a bunch of shows including non-dc stuff if you're interested in that we have a walking dead show we end up having a marvel bunch of stuff we have a cartoon podcast a movie two movie podcasts things like that that people might not be aware of but i know people who are aware of something and that is the badass of the get fresh group beep boop because each week they end up picking two books to go on our patreon only spotlight the dc one me and eric do comes out every thursday night usually is about an hour and a half long right now so you get a full other podcast where we talk about those two books this week the badass has picked a good one and maybe not so good one. It's kind of a nice combo, actually. Uh, it's Death Metal, The Secret Origin, number one, and Red Hood, 52. Uh, and so by the time we got done talking about Secret Origin, we're like, really? The Red Hood book? All right, here we go. All but right. it kind of ended up being a nice little combo deal. Get rid of a real piece of crap is what you get. But they end up picking usually at least one of the Imagine big books. Imagine if we had but to talk about two. Red Hood, 52, and the finale of Bendis' action oh, comics my in the goodness. last section. Throw like yeah. a bunch of haters oh all my, the time. Yeah, instead of Wonder Woman in Action Comics. I mean, that was so much better. <laughs> At one point, I actually thought to myself, because Action Comics was pushing to be the, the other book on the spotlight, and I thought, maybe that'll be good because we'll get rid of some of that hate. I'm like, nope, it doesn't matter. There's a lot of hate, but you'll see what we mean. I like to think that it's honesty, not just hate, but Agreed. a lot of people don't agree, but I think the more they listen to it, they do end up realizing that we might have some points behind the 
anger. But the idea of the anger is that we love these comics, all of that nonsense. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about no. the badasses of the Get Fresh Koopy Poop. And this is their roll call. This is a shout out to them picking those books, Eric. And most of the people ended up thanking me for us talking about the Secret Origins book, mainly because we were finally positive about something, and it showed we can be, but it's Patreon only. Jay Jennings starts off. Josh Murray from Not A Robot Podcast. Ted Propes. Lawrence Lee. Florence Pauly. Cam. Joseph Wojcik. Matt Razor. D-Man 3000. All New Dave. Lady Abby matches Balone. Neil's T-Wart, which I'm happy he's talking a bunch right now in the Slack. And I like talking to Neil's Dave Fink, Joey Bear Casco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Jason Colby, Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom Rocky, Cellar Dweller, Mark Jager, Eric G, Aldrin Stoja, Nick Adams, Bill Bear, Ruben. Robin, Carlos, Lone Wolf, Marv, T-Funk, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship playing the disc golf in the snow, Andrew and Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, Bobby Bain, Dalton Edom, my man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond, Mark, Rob Lewis, our man Rob Lewis, Brandy Murray, and Double A Run. Double A Run, where's Double A Run? Where is he? He is, he's in Minnesota, it's pretty cold there. Pretty cold indeed. Right. Pretty cool way to keep up your pants there, Devil Aaron. And a shout out to the all-time deal, Reggie there. And it's Reggie. one of those things we usually have at year end. Eric said that he kind of felt weird having it without Reggie. I kind of agree. Also, we didn't like many books, Eric. So we're going to end Agreed. up maybe doing something. And what I mean by that is we're just going to forget about it and get yeah. on with the new year and hopefully something better because we really didn't set anything up. Just a little shout out there. Everybody think of everything that you loved this past year. I can't think of much and you could go back and listen. Well, that's and the say, worst part because I was thinking about it. You know, I was really up on the idea of the three jokers, even though it's an Ellis Worlds and like, you know, that's disappointing to begin with for how it was set up. But online, I saw a lot of people just talking crap on it left and right yeah, and I know. really hung up on Jason Todd having a thing for Barbara Gordon. I'm like, wasn't really like it was reciprocated. I'm like, it's such a weird concept where everybody is hating on something that I thought was pretty cool overall. Yeah. I'm like, this is a weird turn. And that's where a lot of people say our whole podcast is, Eric. Oh my. <laughs> it's it's one of those weird deals though that we was even that we said that if we had the year end it would be a lot of the same thing between me and you not having that third voice, especially that was reading some of the other books because you ended up having Reggie who was reading a lot of the, you know, young animals things. And he had that different deal. Me and you talk every week on the podcast. You can, you know what we liked and what we did and all that. It just seemed weird. So we're not probably going to do that. Shazams. I mean, at this point we had been, you know, in the past we were getting ready for, you know, an article on the website and things like that. And we're just like, eh, just want to get to something new. So maybe, if anything, maybe on the Patreon, uh, you know, I'll do like a preview thing of what I'm oh, yeah. looking forward to with the <laughs> Is that whole, come out Monday? With, no, I'm saying probably <laughs> that's number 19 of the podcast. No, I'm saying about the future state and things like that. See how that is. Maybe go through those books again. I did it with the solicits, but and then speaking of which, that'll be coming up Monday as well, <laughs> I think. But, uh, so we're going to have all that. But yeah, uh, just go and check out the Patreon and see what you like and what you don't and things like that. But you'll get the full gist of the shows and all that going on there but we're going to go off to the books we have a bunch of books tonight uh including you know some good bad and different right me and you going at it i hope so too but let's see what we think right about now
yes, here we are with the Jim and Eric's reviews. And we have a, a couple books here. We're going to start with Detective Comics, but then we'll get into the Endless Winter stuff. We, we I got, feel like got Endless time, Winter right? stock has fallen in your eyes because you started this out before with Endless Winters on top. We're moving the things all around now. We're, like normally we'd have a Detective nope. and actually Comics up front, but now we're moving those down to put the Endless Winter mini event right up on I, top. And now, but, but again, I think that Detective if you Comics think – Detective Comics is higher in your yeah, mind. Yeah, but what was before? What was – I believe that it was a Brian Michael Bendis book that I ended up putting in the back end of it. I don't even remember, Eric, but I I figured that I would rather get rid of this Detective Comics, then we'll get rid of this Endless Winter. The finale to Thomas, to Peter J. Tomasi's and Brad Walker's freaking (laughs) run on this? Yes, the finale. The finale? The finale, Eric, is what we're going to get what there. What a fresh cup. Thomas. I don't know. Fresh cup. <laughs> Thomas Tomasi, they like to call him. What do you think the J stands for? Do, do you think it stands for like uh, Jebediah? Something Josephine. like that. Oh, Josephine. You do? Okay. I think it's Jebediah is what I think. And I'd rather call him PJ. Peter PJ, Jim Werner PJ Tomasi. I heard somebody real drunk one time said that he loved that Tomasi-Gleason combo. I remember I that. You did. I was going to put that as one of the sound bites. That's a long one. It takes a while for you to get through that drunken stammering. But we end up where we're going to start with the Tesla comics. And before we end up doing that, just Thomas. don't get your gin. Thomas. I got oh, rum Oh, my tonight. goodness. Yeah. Did you get rum? Oh, yeah. my goodness. When are you going to drink make that? Make some eggnogs. Are you going to make the eggnogs, are you? Yeah. Oh, my. Are you going to use you going to use whole milk? Are you going to use 2% or are you going to try no, no, to no. make it with uh, almond milk? I, I, have a, I have a container full of eggnog, which I'm going to mix with rum. Oh, okay. So you, you're just mixing and matching here. I thought I'm getting you were drunk actually, is what I'm I saying. I thought you were going full out the deal. Now I realize why we aren't <laughs> recording on Friday, right? Are you just going to drink all day tomorrow? No, no I'm just not going to be home is the reason. Oh, I have to be no. stuck out of Jess's parents' house all day. That's bull crap. You, you'll. What do you think you're going to get for Christmas? There. Do you think you'll get some trades like you usually do, or do you no. think you'll get nothing? No, but a, but no, a hard I'll time get, from I'll your brother-in-law. But <laughs> it's not my brother-in-law. Kind because of I'm common-law brother-in-law. I'd like to say, right? But uh, I'm just, just going to dummy up and just sit there. That just watch your P's and Q's. I know the last time it was like, well, if the political talk goes, the boys could go in the other room. You're like, I ain't going to no other room. I'm not involved in no, that. No, no, no. I heard that's what happened. I wasn't there for no, that. I'm because saying I this stayed. might happen tomorrow. They, this might be a running thing for the holidays. So you better get uh, on your political team. Well, that's one here. of those weird things where I was like, you know, abstaining from Thanksgiving because I was thinking to myself, the coronavirus is big right now. I don't know where anybody's been. They don't know where I've been. So even the idea of like going to this big family function for a holiday, it seemed kind of sketchy in that regard. Thinking to myself in the shower this morning, I'm a fucking idiot anyway because Jess went. She was in, in, like, you know, around everybody, came back home. So She's it doesn't just really matter whether I anyway. go or not. Yeah. It's like if she had syphilis. I mean, you need to have it so by pretty now, much, right? It just it doesn't matter. I'm going to catch something because nobody gives a shit. What did you just say? It doesn't matter. I think that's what you said. Now, I'll tell you right now. If, sort of stay home tomorrow, if the talk wrestling. becomes political, I'll give you a hint. Just say, I rocked the vote. That's all you say. And that gets them, right? I rocked the vote. All right? Yeah, yeah. And then just start chanting four more years. Go outside and run. Just run away. That's all you well, need Well, it's like the do. whole thing when, like, you know, on Shutter you have The Last Drive and Joe Bob Briggs' horror, you know, like, you know, show. And for the Christmas time, he did a double feature of uh, Christmas horror movies. But during this whole opening monologue of his, he says, you know, the big thing about Christmas this year, there's three things. But the first and most important thing is everybody just shut the fuck up. And I'm <laughs> like, I agree, Joe Bob. Let's oh just my. always shut the fuck up no that matter what Joe side you're Bob. on any of it. I don't he, want to deal with he's anything. He's not politically correct, that Joe Bob. He's I the mean, counterculture holy now. Holy moly, look at him. 
The guy's like 78,000 years old, and he's the one who's. This is why they always told us. He's like 15 years older than you. They always told us to, you know. To go with the elders and, and go with that, honor them, and then, you know. Now we see why Joe Bob, Joe Bob. I was listening I to say. a podcast with him from a couple of years ago on it, from when he first got started in like TV, and like, hey, you can't say those things. Like the the older people are going to get upset. Now he's back on after like twenty years. Like you can't say those things. The younger people are going to get it upset. It's true. So like, what, what, what's he can't happened? Win. <laughs> he can't win. That's what happens. I mean, we we always thought that, and we said this a lot while we were working, like. The world needs another Andrew Dice Clay. Like, we're waiting for this moment to happen. And then the whole world kind of became just left us behind. But we have a bunch of books here tonight. And we're going to start in this section. Like we said, we have the bigger ones, kind of, with Detective Comics ending Tomasi's run. And we're going to get this. I mean, we're almost, we're almost at the end of the month. So we've gotten this whole deal where a lot of these creators, they're leaving the book. We're going to get the hiatus. And then in March, new creative teams coming back with a lot of them being from future It's called state. future state. Yeah, Don't well, call it hiatus. Well, it is a hiatus to some. That's what I, I'd I've call heard, my event if I've I heard, interrupted I'm, everything. Well, here's the thing, though. It is a hiatus, hiatus. to the regular run of books. I mean, Agreed. I can't say that Tomasi's ending. Or is it a look to the future of the regular run of books? It is, but the way that they're seeming my to, crystal ball out. The way they're seeming to spell out. it out in some of the official things is now they're pretty much going with the future state being – a alternate future that won't happen but might and the ending. I, I forget where I read it. I was going to send it to you. I'm like, this sounds like a it's bunch a of bullshit. <laughs> this does. Uh, but when we get back to March, we'll go back to a lot of what's going on in these books with new creators yeah. is basically what I'm getting. And I, I don't want to diss future state and say that that's a hiatus, Eric, right? That's but we're going to end up where a lot of these books are just going to end, you know, like that Red Hood. I mean, that book ended Maybe. with a bang, right? Really? All of a sudden, the April solicits come out. There's Red Hood number 53. Yeah, 53, and they're still in the hills. And Lauren Conrad the is there, the finally. Hill, not the hills. The hills with Lauren Conrad is what I remember. We ended up talking about that on the Patreon. But even with this stuff like Nightwing, you get that one-shot Christmas bullshit that has nothing to do with anything. And then when we come back in March, we're going to get a new deal with Tom Taylor. That seems like some of the books that are bullshit, right? They get to reset fully. Well, it it seems. just seems like with you know what we're dealing with with Endless Leonard right now, with Andy Lanning and Ron Mars, they're running the show because it's December. We have this nine-issue mini-event of Endless Winter going on where the theme of everything seems to be all about family. So everybody who's finishing their runoff with their, whatever series are going into Futures event, their final issue seems to be like – well, we, I guess we're given the mandate. Everything we write about for this final issue has to be about family. And you got that with the Nightwing. You got that with Red yeah. Hood. You got that with a lot of well, things. Well, I about think the that family. that's because it's the holiday season as well. But some of these books, like this detective, and a lot of it is the Bat books that are going to continue on, like, you know, Batman Detective. They're setting up things. Obviously, you end up having Tynan. He's going to continue writing. You're going to have the whole thing with the Ghostmakers. He's going to be with them. But this detective story about Nakano and the whole thing leading into the March deal is that you're going to end up seeing the beginnings of the magistrate stuff. A lot of this stuff will make and more Hal sense. And Hush will go on to steal more yeah, organs, right? Yeah, right. Pianos. You, with this, though, you end up having an end of this run by Peter J. Tomasi. And is it because he has to deal with that? And that's kind of the thing that a lot of people are saying. I saw one guy say this is one of the best runs of Detective Comics of all time. I mean, well, that, that's because a, he's a never read any other. It's a law, Eric, but... You end up having these last couple of things where Peter J. Tomasi, he seems to want to write like, oh, I got this hush story in mind. Well, what do you have? What details? I, I didn't work that out yet, but I got this idea. Well, also remember, you have to set up things for 
when Mariko Tamaki comes on the book, he's like, really? Like I, because you well, deal more that's with been that. That's the most interesting part, and it is the most interesting part. But that seems like it's kind of not letting him tell his whole story. So when we go forward, I'm tired of that anymore run. because we we've done with that. You know, two times Peter J. Tomas has been on Sacred Comics. He has been able to tell his whole story. We gave him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not you doing have that stolen anymore. Stolen my dreams, Eric. Where do you hear my? Where do you hear my blurb? You're gonna have All a right. smile on your face, you will. But I'm just saying, when we're going through, we're gonna get a lot of these books and have gotten all the books that are gonna end. Some little things are carrying forward, even into future state, but then in March, and this is one of them, we're going to end up with the Nakano stuff is the big thing going. But And Damien. Yeah, and Damien. That'll be the backup in it as well. Detective Comics number 1033 is what we're talking about, written by Peter J. Tomasi, art by Brad Walker, Andrew Hennessy, Dave McKegg, and Rob Lay. Peter Tomasi. Not J, Eric. I'm not going with it. Until, until I learn what that J means, Jebediah, I ain't going with it. Josephine. I told you before. I said that at points, James Tynan doesn't get the fourth unless I like the issue. That that shows you, you know, how fickle and crazy I am. But he's Peter Tomasi. I'm not PJ. Even, I'm even calling Pete. Pete Tomasi ends PJ. This, this run on Detective Comics slightly better than his last one. Because if you didn't know, before Rebirth, he was on Detective Comics, and it sucked. It was terrible. But overall, the Detective Comics book hasn't felt important in a long, long time. And that's one of my biggest problems with Detective. It just seems like an aside book. When it, it, I get it is kind of, but it shouldn't be. It's one of their big books. They have to keep throwing out these anniversary shit to remind us. Hopefully, that will change in March, and Tomasi does set up some stuff for that. But the best part of this issue, I thought, was Bruce and Damien being Batman and Robin again for, for a page or two. Right? Uh, Hush is they brought down. The Bat family is saved, but Damien no is going That's off yours. to forge his own path, possibly after drinking hot cocoa at the Bat family holiday party we saw at the end of that bullshit Nightwing issue. But yeah, I actually no, like. Jason. I actually like. Well, he got a little present in Red Hood at the end at the hill. Batman isn't going to invite anybody who lives in the <laughs> hill to a party. Well, no, party. That's the thing, guys. Red Hood, Jason Todd. He opened up that little gift that Batman left him at his house. He opens it up, and it's just a note: "You're not invited to the Christmas party. <laughs> Don't show up." It's cab fare to get the hell out of the hill. That's all it is. Or get back to where you were. Go to Mexico way. But yeah, you end up having this. And again, like I said, you've had Tomasi on this deal. He loves to write about cults. He loves to set up stories kind of a little, but nothing really pans out. And in the meantime, poor Eric Shea here. A lot of times when you end a story from Tomasi, you always seem to think, and it's not you being dumb. It's written the way like you think it's going to continue. Dumb. You think that because the, then we'll get the next villain. You think it's the villain from before. We, we had this even with Mirror. You're like, well, maybe this tied into the Two-Face stuff before because you never really get a lot. You don't get enough, and he he plays it very generic, very safe, and it does end up in this deal since Tom King left the Batman book, and we've had Tomasi and then Tynan on the regular Batman stuff, even with the Joker War and stuff, it, it hasn't felt big. It hasn't felt like something that everybody's talking about. And yes, some of the things with Tom King you talk about because it drove you nuts, but it ended up, you know, you would talk about it. And even when you had Tynan on Detective at the beginning of Rebirth, it felt bigger. There was things going on. It felt like they were taking a couple risks with Clayface on the team. And yeah, a lot of people love that. We kind of got a little funky by the end. But still, since Tom King left and you have this going towards the whole future state and stuff like that, 
everything just seems just okay just tell your stories and they don't have to mean much and it seemed like at that point they were still trying to figure out what was going to be next how they were going to go forward and then when they finally figured out Nakano shows up all that you start getting a little better we said you said that's the best part the best part of this run has been those things that well, seems to be setting it up that's the only thing i cared about with anything that yeah. we've had since the joke and that's that my tied big into this part. was Nakano and what Damian Wayne's progression is after he left the Teen Titans because yeah. I've wanted to see this and even the idea of Bruce trying to function without his you know money and stuff like this I was yeah, we haven't that. got much of it but that's I was excited <laughs> Maybe about in March. it that might yeah so with that a lot of the stuff in this whole run Seems in Tomasi's run just seems like you know little stories that we always go to. Well, that's it, the and thing it's- is the, the Damien is my like I said the Nakano stuff is great. The Damien is my go to most interesting aspect to this. But like we always talk about when anybody is doing something like this, where all right, we're gonna show how great Damien is. Well, how are you gonna do that? Where we gotta elevate Damien by show like you know. Throwing Batman down, you know, we got to elevate and one and like, you know, subtract on the other because even this whole thing, like, all right, Damian Wayne, he wants to show how his father's not doing things right. So he's going to take his daddy's black case book file and he's going to solve every mystery in there. First one here. I'm telling you, he looks at that book for like five minutes and he already has figures it, solved. it out. Figures it out and Batman has had no idea. And I was waiting when we got to this issue for the idea that the Batman had figured it out, but for some reason was not doing something with it. But it's just this. It's Damien figured it out, and I'm going to go and do it again, Daddy O. You didn't do nothing. I'm like, yeah. why? And why did we just have to make Batman feel off here to make Damien feel better? And even with that, the idea that you throw this hush harvesting organs and trying to it, it doesn't it it doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't need you, to be there. Can, this this could have been it, something else. Go into the family aspect of all of December that we're dealing with. With Hush saying, I'm, he pretty much just wants to take the Bat family away from Batman to hurt him. Like, I'm okay with that because he's a Batman villain. This is what he's going to do. But then, well, I could use some scratch on the side. If I save a few, a bit of coin here, I might be able to open a diner one day. So I'm going to sell these organs from these people on the black market to also make a few million dollars. So I'm like, it, you've just, you know, made this character less in my mind because now he's a pet, like, and I say petty, but he's a petty organ thief. He's no longer a supervillain. He is just kidnapping people and taking their organs. They just happen to be a part of the Bat family. Next, he's going to be a piano tuner, you know, Eric, the butt nut. But you end up with this whole going on. The idea of the first, <laughs> the idea of the first case. I'd rather have seen that. You could still have the Nakano stuff going on in the background, which we do. But the idea of throwing Hush in to kind of tie it into this first case with Hush's first, you know, aunt, but now sister, whatever the case may be, you didn't need Hush. I would have liked to have been where we got what you wanted, where you end up having Damien grab that case book, right? He ends up going and he's trying to solve his father's first case. In the meantime, that was a good, like Batman has to be on top at the end. He's not a bottom, he's a top. And you end up having to have him like, Damien, I set that book out there to get you back in the fold. Like, you could have had that, where Damien now is going to try to solve this case to and prove whether and that's true or not. I just want him to say that. <laughs> well, I just want it to be that you could just have a case we didn't need. Hush with the Bat family and organs. That did nothing. It did well, nothing. Even it just when we sat get the Nakano stuff in here, we have just bypassed the entire mayoral race yeah. at this point. He is now the winner. He is going to be the mayor elect at this point, and we never really saw a lot of it. The last time we saw anything to do with it, it was the mirror saying, look, we're going to give you this thing. If you want our help, we'll make sure that you win, because if you don't take our help, you will not win this election. Wow. And he said, no, fuck off. I don't need your help. I'm going to do this the right way. No, and then he here we open, this open up. Oh, he won. I'm well, like, it's like they happened? didn't realize how much time they had and had to go. But this this whole hush deal, it's just wasted space. It does nothing. Even when you get them saving the Bat family from hush and hush getting taken down, 
nothing really happens. I mean, you no. don't even really get a great like, oh, man, that ending was awesome. It just ends. Like and even so- this whole thing where you want to have the dynamic duo once again for maybe the last time where you and Batman even talks about how great it is to have a Batman and Robin back together and how, how right it feels. And now we're, okay, here's the Bat family. They're all like, you know, held tight here by Hush. He's about to cut into them. I'm going to take on Hush. You take care of the Bat family. And Damien does. And even at the point where, you know, Damien can then be with his father and they can both take on Hush. Batman has to be a piece of shit. Throws batarangs yeah. through his cape so he's stuck to a wall. This is personal, Damien. I'm going to do this myself. Yeah, that's like, the thing. It's what all the fuck, dude. And I would have rather it been just a story while Nakano gets elected mayor. You end up having Batman and Damien come together because Damien had stolen the book, ends up trying to solve this case, but we find out, like you, you wanted, a that it was a dupe. No. I do not. I, I really don't because of the idea. We'll see. But uh, the idea of this all you don't need Hush. I mean, it's almost like you throw Hush in there as if this is going to sell the book and Ooh, nobody cares. Hush. Nobody cares about Hush anymore. Hush. Yeah. Hush. hush. Nobody likes you Deep anymore. Deep cared. Yeah, really. And so did Coolest Shaker with their uh, remake. And so you end up with this, though, and it's like wasted time. They could have done this without Hush. Just a case. Get that first case. Have it something that is really a tough case. Not something Damien can solve in three minutes. Or if he does... You realize that it was a well, dupe, that this, Batman we just have wanted the him back. Greatest detective, Batman. This is one of his big monikers, the world's greatest detective. And the idea that this person who was like, it's, it's right staring him in the face. Not even the idea that, like, man, I need some new eyes on this case to see what's right in front of me. No. The only person that you really know, this is a part of their family and stuff like that, because all you have left are the Elliots in your mind, because your parents are dead. Somebody's taking pot shots at you. This detective here is the only one, like, there is everything screaming at anybody who looks at this case. That That's this why I wish involved. it was a dupe. I wish it was a dupe. And I wish that Batman says, yeah, I left that book out for you. That's not the real case files. You think I'd put a big bat symbol on the front? Yeah, so I ain't doing that. And then Damien's like, oh, man, why'd you do that? I only wanted to prove myself to you. Batman takes off the cow. You don't have to prove yourself to me. Like, You're my son. You and then I cry. a reason why he let her go and never went after yeah, her. But you didn't do anything. Coming after him. Nothing. This is the thing. Everything's forced. You get the black case book with the case that makes no sense that Batman didn't solve for Damien just to solve right away. That it has to tie into Hush because Hush is in town with a few days to throw. He's stealing organs that then allows Batman and Robin to go and fight, have Damien go and, you know, make sure the Bat family's okay. And then they end up, all right, well, you know, son, you're going to come back here as your R. I don't want the R, Daddy. Daddy-o, I I was raised different. Here here you go. This is yours, Damien. No father. It's yours. I'm telling you, that's a great line. Yeah, it is. But you don't end up any bit different than when we started this nonsense. So you don't even get the idea. You are going off. You have the confrontation between Robin and Batman, which I want the idea that Robin, you know, at this point while working with Batman. And that's the thing is, seeing how Batman works, he's like, why would I want to be a part of this? You just fucking batarang me to a wall so you could do things yourself. Yeah, and then then Batman says – Batman comes back with, well, you killed some people. <laughs> that's why. And that's the thing is we do need to talk about that. Damien doesn't want to have the conversation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You end up, though, with pretty much the same thing that you got in the Teen Titans annual in the in the alleyway, except they're not really yelling at each other now. Or but it's punching still, Hush in the face instead of each other. Yeah, I mean, but it still is. Here's the R back. I already gave it to you once. I don't want it. Whatever. Let's go. I am different. I'm going to go. Well, we had that before. And it, it is nice to see Tomasi able to do a little Batman well, yeah, and a Robin is, This is the best way to go at this point, because if you're going to do this to Damian Wayne, you better do it for the long haul and just not say, okay, daddy, I'll be your Robins again, because that would just be a cop-out. But the cop-out to me is not referencing that, hey, okay, you don't want the R, but you can't kill 
You can't do things. He just kind of alludes like, I'm doing Poor it brother different. Blood. Nobody it, gives yeah, a shit no. about him. And I think that we're going to go for with Damien just being, you know, a different way of doing it. I don't think he's going to kill that much anymore because of this and Batman not bringing it up because then Batman is at fault again. He should have taken this kid and put him and locked him up, Eric, because if he's going to do it. But it's not even that. Like, you better, if you kill, you realize I'm coming after you. You kill again. I mean, it's almost like you kill again, 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 again. again. This time, I mean it, you're a villain then, and you okay, are going to get daddy, put but down. I, but I am going to kill the KGB, so I'm going to get back to that one day, Daddy. And he's like, all right, well, I'll deal with that. We'll, we'll deal with that when it comes. Like, but I wanted something like that. I needed something to set what this status quo really, really means. Now, I guess we're going to deal with that in March back, in yeah. the backup in both Batman and Detective Comics. It's like a two-part deal oh, right nice. away. And so we'll get that right away with that to see what's going on. Um, but I, I would have liked to just have Batman because he says this all the time to people. Anybody where he works with Deadshot, he'll say it a million times. You know, you can't kill, you can't kill. He said it to, you know, Ghostmaker. So I would have liked him just to say that. So what we kind know. of world do we live in where this dude just has to keep telling, I can't have He's to so kill people. He's so sick of telling these <laughs> I mean, people. Imagine He's if like, you and I were going out, I'm like, Jim, I, I, before we go out, you just can't kill anybody, okay? I'm like, okay, I'm glad you reminded me. Look, because, I'm not because saying of, I'll try, but I'll try to try. I got some killer dance moves. I'm going to have to put them in the back pocket. I'm not going to be able to do them then. Uh, but yeah, he, you know, that's Batman. He's got to keep telling people just to tell them. This is why nobody likes teaming up with the asshole. They're like, I haven't ever killed somebody, but thanks for asking you're telling me about Don't it. Don't tell me how to live my life back. But yeah, you, you have this going on where, again, you do have a mistake, and you went and looked, and all that was the idea that this detective and all that was a aunt of, it was, you know, the of sister Hush, yeah. of Hush's father, not his sister. They end up, you know, messing up here and saying it was your. Half it was sister. your half sister. I'm sitting there, I'm like, Damon, God damn it, you're no detective because last issue we talked well, about this was your you. half aunt. That's why Batman's the best, Eric. He can't solve the case, but he knows the semantics and the family trees is what he knows. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you end up where Hush again is just a prop. Uh, he's, he's no real threat. I mean, the guy ends up taking the Bat family in, in a way that I think is a low rent version of death of the family. He has all of them. And now he's just going to take kidneys and stuff. I'm like, really? And he's, he's just wasting. He's wasting his time is what he's doing. And so you he doesn't end even up, have a bathtub full of ISIS. Motherfuckers. No, I mean, I'm going that's with the urban you, legend. And seriously, you have to rent out all the different hotel rooms. You got to wake up in a hotel room with a bathtub of ice. But you end up where Not Batman again. and Robin come in. And you end up, okay, hey, Robin, you you know, Damien, you go make sure the family's okay. I'm going to beat the living shit out of this hush asshole. And goes, and I'm, I'm telling you, I like the art. Except when they have to transpose these flashbacks onto the characters. It was confusing at first, but actually, think stylistically, it was actually cool in hindsight. I, I hated it because you know why? We get those scenes later. It's not even like they're doing something and you're seeing something different. We actually get them later as a full-out flashback when they're beating the crap out of each other. So what is that? You know, let's get a little, you know, precursor. It just it threw me off. I didn't like it. Uh, but they're fighting and they're talking about the idea that Hush is pissed because his mom didn't die. He didn't get the normal money right stuff. away. Yeah, just the normal stuff. And Batman's Your parents like, died, left you the money, but your daddy saved my and mother. Batman's and that bitch pissed. never died. Yeah, really. He's like, that bitch wouldn't go. And the idea that then Batman. I really wanted to see at this point when Batman punched him so hard in the face and it looked like all his wrappings were unraveling. What face he would have had this time and what they're like, you know, maybe his next plan would it be, but 
It would be awesome if he, it was like Damien or Dick well, the Grayson. the last time we dealt with him, it was Dick Grayson. Yeah, Dick I Grayson. was always curious about the idea of him taking on Dick Grayson Barbara. as a way you know, to get Who knows? Him, weird, but. <laughs> he's, he's Gordon. I don't know. It's Batman who laughs. But you don't get that. You just get how I, like, you know, how, how ironic that I, he was tied up with his own wrappings. I'm like, whatever, Batman. Talk to yourself. Do, do you think <laughs> it would be funny if it was the Batman who laughs? And he's like, the fucking guy's hot. I mean, I need to get on to this. It's punchline under there. Batman punches him again. Finally, I can punch that punchline right in the face. Uh, but yeah, you end up having Damien. And one of the funny things that I laughed at, it's a very naked gun type scene where you end up having Damien go over to signal. And he's like, I'm going to get you all out of here. Uh, would uh, Hold still while I disconnect the IV. And you end up having signal. <sighs> Harvest our organs and i think Daniel. whoa whoa whoa! that's a tall order there buddy boy i, I will later right maybe we'll, we'll talk about that later i i gotta get you well, to, if that's uh, what you want yeah and so you have all that going on which was funny but he's it's just to put him aside and that's what's a shame i would have liked this to get rid of the hush nonsense i mean it's it's really silly the idea that he has the bat family and then he's gonna harvest their organs i mean it's it's so ridiculous that you know it's not gonna happen so just not even do that just have this case that damien is trying to prove himself with so that batman can have a whole deal with robin they could save some people together they can end up finding out something it doesn't have to necessarily be the bat family that's okay but still you end up having all that just to like you said, wrap up Hush in his own wrappings, leaving him there, get the Bat family, and off we go. And it's whatever. You get Nakano then as and winning the deal. And we just get deal. to the Bat family. Like, why did it, like, you know, okay, I was going after Damien, then the, I couldn't get a hold of the Bat family. So me and Damien decided to stop punching each other and say, we're going to work together. Did they, like, figure out, did they have a tracking device on them that he then followed? Because it seemed like Hush was going through, like, to make sure that Batman wouldn't be able to follow them, but he just kind of show up and smash through the they window showed and say, up, okay, smash Hush. through. It's, it's very similar. I mean, we had a very similar scene in Red Hood when we were talking to the totally. Patreon where they just, like, well, they got to get there, and they just smash through the skylight. And so then Batman, hey, you want to be Robin again? No. All right. Puts it away. And then you end up having Nakano win, and these scenes are, like, rapid fire, too. You know, you go, hey, Nakano, you won. <laughs> You're like, I didn't even know I he won. started campaigning, really. Now? Yeah, and he looks like he is over his head immediately. And I, he's Joe from Arrested Development. I've made a terrible I mistake. Made it, and I'm telling you, something is going to happen to that wife of his. I think that future state will start with maybe the wife being killed. I, it just seems like she's the rock. Ooh, negative Nancy. No, I, I don't think the idea... Little do we know about the magistrate. Man's lost the eye. Why does he well, need to lose more? He's going to lose the we as well. You end up with the future state, he's though. Go to the bathroom? It's the magistrate stuff. I said you. he lost an eye. Now he lost the we. You end up, uh, though, in the future state deal. <laughs> it was. It was so great, right? I had to explain it. Future state, well, things, go, things go dark. I mean, and I don't think his wife would be down with that and i think that something must happen where she's not there to guide him or lead him because she's in or she's really pumped up about him winning maybe she's well, just the imagine, one like i'm gonna go back to it like I said, i'm gonna go back to it like I, I think i brought something up there in the spotlight so it doesn't really matter here but the idea of injustice where everybody always says oh my god evil superman took over this whole world and it's all because of him you go back to those first bunch of issues that wonder woman's all about it. she is freaking joining in and saying like look I'm all about what you're doing right now. You can't stop what you're doing. She is just like, she is like, you know, hyping him up for this whole idea more than anybody in that scenario. And maybe his wife goes like, you know, maybe 
like she sees how much better the world would be without. She's got a husband with one fucking eye. She's pissed off at the world. I can oh see this God. shit. She she's tried to get man. him. She tried to get him the glass eye. He threw it and, and he smashed said no. it. Yeah, you know, she set so up all this those. This is her next route. Are you telling me that the saying is behind every villain? There's a, a bad woman. Is that what you're telling me? It might be. Look, look at the long Halloween. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's true. He might be onto something. Well, Batman goes back, and I thought there was a misplay here. I'm like, what's that motherfucker doing back in the manor? But he's packing up, and he gets it. And I Best do part like of the book. this. Yeah, it is. And and I like and it doing because... everything that I bitch about every time it shows up. Like you know, when we had the Christmas party in the Nightwing issue, like there's Ace. I'm like, where's Titus? Where's Alfred the Cat? And we go through that back cave. Bruce is packing up. We see Titus. We see Ace. We see Alfred the Cat. We even go out to the freaking stable That's the and best. see the back. You think to yourself. What the fuck's going up with Where's that go- He's going to die. And, and he's like, it, Thomas, and I like PJ. it because he even says. PJ Thomas. <laughs> Thomas Jebediah, Peter Jebediah. He ends up saying, you know, hey, don't worry. We weren't leaving without you. It's a nice play. That he knows that people will sit there. Well, where's that cow? And he goes and does it. Oh, Love he's these got, animals. He's sitting there and he's like, oh, yeah, Ace. What the fuck are all these others doing with us? These are all Damien's fucking animals, and he's not coming back. He handed Just like that, every other he handed that R because he's got to take care of the animals. So I don't know where this these... R is for responsibility. It's yeah, on really. you now, father. He's like, nope, it's yours. Here you go, daddy. Uh, you end up where? Where are these animals staying? It seems like he's in an apartment now, but I do like Ace riding shotgun. <laughs> it looks so ridiculous. You know that he's going to go, and he drives by Nightwing's house, and he ends up ducking down so it looks like ace is driving this is his fun and then he smashes into somebody first victim eric that's what we end up getting it made me laugh out well, if ace, gets his way it might be the last victim <laughs> really ace is up ace looks like he's about to take the wheel ah but it's nice and i really it's thought Jesus, it was actually. cool you see ace there he's like oh, he's just sitting there it looks like he's got a seatbelt on and everything uh but yeah he goes off and yeah they say that's it we're gonna go and continue on with future state because it's going to be I'm the not future a fan of, of the this. super pets overall. Like whenever you get that going on, like we just had before, with the idea of like you know the, the animals being smart and having their own Justice League and stuff like that. The super pets, if you know what I'm talking about, everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. At home. But I love seeing the pets as normal pets. I do too. Like that. So when you have it here, the idea this is the only things left of the manor that Bruce has to take care of because he's essentially alone. It's very sad, and this whole idea that he is moving on to the next part. But he's taking care of these things because there's nobody else. Even when you walk down the long hallway with the freaking the giant windows that you had in Batman Year One, picking up the bell that he could have ding for Alfred to come and you know fix him up, and then the bat comes through. Like all these little aspects, Mike. You fucking asshole, PJ. I was so angry about this book meaning nothing. And then these last two pages, you freaking went and brought everything home That's for why me. I wanted more of the Damien stuff in this whole issue because he even puts the R away as if that's the instead the of the instead of the whole output. Robin though, it's Cost, just the yeah. R there. I like that. And in my mind, it's like, yeah, you'll be there for a little. Like, we'll get you back there. But I love, too, like, he's, like, thinking, like, there's that Alfred the Cat. Should I snap his neck or should I? Nah, I oh think God. I'll take I think I'll take him with me. You. And he takes him. I do like where they're all in the car. He's like, you, if anybody shits in this car, you're in big trouble. I ain't rich like I was before. I got to clean that up now. <laughs> I, usually, you know, you would have Titus take a big dump like a gorilla in the back seat, and he'd just buy a new car. I mean, that would be the new car deal. Now he's going to have to clean the shit out. He doesn't want to do that. Uh, and Titus is a big fucking dog, but they go up and yeah, this, Titus. we're going to end up seeing the, you know, bit of the future of what happens with Nakano with his no masks policy deal in future state. And then we'll get back to stuff in March with Mariko Tamaki. 
in uh, what is going to be a book with a backup with Damien's story as well as, you know, the Batman one as well. So that's pretty cool, right? And it ends well. I mean, it ends in a way that I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cool. It ends yeah, way better cool. than anything's been for a long time with the entire series. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to let that ending guide me up to a more positive deal. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 because not of that. Me. I do like the art. Love and it, but it's not I like it. the parts with Damien. It's just the setup of him figuring out this thing it really is kind of bogus and really forced. But like I do the like The idea those that we're too. solidifying where he is going forward with not just you know going back and being Robin just to go back to the status quo. I like that, but Damien being the world's greatest detective on a, on a freaking case that you could have figured out, for Christ's sake. It's just ridiculous to me. Maybe we'll find out that that was the dupe, Eric. I don't know. I doubt it. But what would you give it? Six out of ten. I like a lot. I'm telling you, the ending is amazing. I'm telling you, if you, if you, if you want to check that out, I'm sure there's things online you can do to check it out. But Bro, what are you it's doing? Not, what are you? You got the I'm iPad just, on your pirate look, now? I'm Holy just saying, moly. is that the, the issue? <laughs> you can even arc, find like you know pictures. It, exactly, it's not good. That's though, what you're but saying. That right? Last couple pages are really good. If you're a Batman fan, if you're a Bat Family fan, and this whole era of the like Wayne Mansion stuff like that, is it on the stick, Eric? Is that great. possible? The stick. Yeah, I don't know how things work, but I don't either. There's still story's awful. I like the art. It just it makes Hush look like an idiot. It makes fucking Batman look like an idiot just to prove what they're doing. I look forward to the kind of stuff, but overall, it's not a great finale to this whole like you know end of Detective Comics except for those last two pages. Yep, and we have Mariko. Which, actually, I'm telling you, that elevates my score to a six out of ten. Yeah. Oh my, we have Mariko Tamaki will be on the book, and I have a little you know love hate relationship <sighs> there. Uh, and hopefully it's one of those where some writers just don't get some characters but can be good with others. And maybe Batman is that character, I hope, because uh, that's the deal. I don't like her Wonder Woman at all, which you'll hear later on in this podcast. But we're going to go off to the big deal, the December. Eric's, it's time to get cold. Eric's it's, winter it's event. in here, Jim. Eric's winter event. He's going to be some cool dude here. Uh, what do we start with? Justice League Dark number 29, written by Andy Lanning and Ron Mars, with Art by Amanke, Nahula Pan, June Chung, Rob Lee, Marco Santucci, Harif Prianto, and Troy Petiri. Our endless winter saga continues with Chapter 7 here, where our JLD heroes and Hippolyta retreat to the Oblivion Bar to talk about libations and old lullabies. This ultimately leads to the idea that we have to bring the Justice League from 10 AD back, which means we need Swamp Thing and the Viking Prince. At first, this idea doesn't look good, as Swamp Thing is preoccupied with new Mera, Mera Mira, and Viking Prince is dead. But after a little conjuring and a swampy husk, we have the Viking Prince taking over the body of Swamp Thing. A Swamp Viking Prince thing. Look out, Frost King. Shit just got real. It's like a two-for-one. Right? It's a twofer we got going on the Swamp Thing and the Viking Prince. I, I wish the machine. I, I thought right away that the Viking the Prince. Gross. In my mind, Viking Prince is like Buffy when they brought her back from heaven. It's like, really? You brought me back to this well, shit? That's the thing is, I just imagine Valhalla, as much as everybody talks about, like, oh my God, you go there and you have parties and you drink all the time. Like, being somebody who's like, you know, a big party in the 20s and doesn't want any parts of anybody doing really, anything in the 30s, I think to myself, this shit will get old fast. I think that he, yeah, I, I, they would get real fast uh, for me. I think that he comes back and he's like, yeah, you know, Valhalla, you hear about these parties and stuff. Well, some asshole has to clean up. That asshole was me. He's the guy cleaning up. He's like, please, Calgon, take me away. But you end up with them getting him. me all times. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So we go into this. And again, 
the most interesting part is the the interesting part some is the, is the AD stuff. That's you got a million of them. Some you know, and that's, that's the so thing great. Is, normally, I would say the ten AD stuff is the high point of anything that we do with Endless Winter. This one I like a little bit more than the rest, just because when we do get to the JLD aspect of the title, we are picking up with things that we left off with in this series. The idea of New Mira, uh, I want to, yeah, Mira. Uh, for some reason, I feel like I'm saying it wrong every time, but the idea of what's going on with Swamp Thing, what's he going to be in the rest of the series? Like these aspects that are actually aren't dealing with Endless Winter actually makes this That's issue fine. better in my mind. I don't think it has anything to do with anything we're going to get forward, especially with what I've read for the solicits of what the Swamp Thing book will be in March and no, things I'm just like talking that. About with the JLD v. aspects and stuff yeah, like that. But I, th- but that's going to be also because it looks v. like writing. New Mira, I, like New Mira is like Swamp Thing has to stay there to make sure so he yeah, is cut off done. essentially from the rest of the Green. So the idea of moving on will make sense for what's going on with that. Yeah, we're going to get and and again, if you're not aware, when JLD comes back, it is coming back in March, but only as a backup to the Justice League book. So we we will get some things and yeah, this sets up. I think that this actually shuts the door on, you know, swamping because we are going to get a new avatar of the green yeah. in uh March. Not it won't be. Pissing me off. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have that going on. And yeah, th- this does a good job like I said before. Some of the things that Landing and Mars are doing are, are really good that they at least know the landscape of the books around. It's amazing yeah, that these guys are just... He's got the night yeah. suit blade. You know, he's they show the, up in December and things. seem to know way more than Bendis ever did since Seriously. he's been here. I mean, really. And so you do get that deal. But I like also there's weird shade going on through these issues between Hippolyta and Diana. I think they hate each other. I think they here can't stand. <laughs> because of the idea where at one point, you even have a to, hey, uh, you know, I'll go with you to New Mayor. I'll figure this out. No, mother. Some people have to do what they have to do. It's like this weird things. And then later where you, you have. I think that was just going back to the idea like, mother, why didn't you ever tell me about yeah, these bedtime that's stories? The other, that's, well, that's the because, other shade. Well, that's you didn't need Donna them. needed that. You yeah, didn't need this. I don't know Donna what the hell that those. means. She's you like, what? Like, more than me. Well, yeah. What do you mean? A, a night's sleep? That's what you mean? Like actual time with their mother? You asshole. Is that what I mean? didn't jerk? need that? That's the shade. I'm telling you, they hate each other in this. It's a little undercurrent <laughs> going. They can't stand mother, each other. Mother, why didn't you tell us what was going on when like the start happened? Look, bitch, Fenniscara was under attack too. I was a little busy. Couldn't get over there to tell my daughter what was ha- uh, happened. Why am I laughing so much that you had about it? Listen, go to your man's world, bitch. I don't need your shit. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Paradise Island was a little less paradise at that moment. It's Calm just down. so funny there. Listen, I made you a clay, but I made down a clay. I don't even know what the hell's going on anymore. Uh, but yeah, you, you do tie in nicely to the JLD God. That's stuff. All you did. Yeah, really. Uh, you end up yeah, really. She's that's like the next day story that you try to tell. I'm like, mom, I'm doing the math, and you and dad got married three years after I was born. What was going on? Did I tell you you were made of clay? No, but you told me you're a whore. Thank you, mother. And so you go with this, oh though. And the j- she is. And you go with that. That's an aside. That's my own mother. I'm allowed to talk about her like that. Because I'm telling the truth there. It's the holiday season. And you said these are all about family, right? So you go. Yeah. And, yeah, they're yeah. working out a way with Hippolyta of what they're going to do and what they're going to go forward with the idea that they do have to get the Viking prince back. They end up doing that with. You know, a pretty cool idea. Black magic. It's okay, and I like uh, the uh, idea. Detective Chimp, uh, uh, Khalid, bring the Ouija board out. We got to go and freaking conjure up some spooks over here. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right, whatever. Let's get the candles. Let's get this. Yeah, but, uh, you know, Bobo pretty and much acting like he's Brandon. There's- 
There's the Viking prince. Ooh, <laughs> why have you pulled me out of a ha ha? Yeah, there you are. You're going with that. I'm doing it. Go he's, with it. Still, he's still trying to get Baha. He's there with a dust broom. I don't There's even know if anybody's going to gonna be able to. They're not going to follow anything of this. But now, going with the idea of this and why we have to bring the Viking Prince back, because if you're following the flashbacks, the Viking Prince is pretty much immortal and cannot die. He's been cursed by Odin or blessed. So the idea is that he cannot die until, unless he has a heroic death in battle. And with this, we have the gigantic crevasses opening up with the big fight against the Frost King in 10 AD. And, you know, the Frost King runs, you know, uh, the Viking Prince through and he grabs a hold of the Viking Prince and pretty much does a swan dive backwards with the Frost. King ending their both their lives. This was a heroic death for the Viking Prince. He dies. The Frost King is in this crevasse. Apparently not dead, though, but this is where we leave things. So now we got to conjure up the Viking Prince. And what are we going to do? He ain't, he ain't got no body. He, he can't ain't got help. No He's just one of them dead bands. <laughs> it's oh, like you hey go sentence. Thank God you just conjured up that Viking Prince because we came back with a big freaking handful of shit here, I which is going to become a swamp thing body. I mean, it, it's not even anything more than, a, like you said. I mean, have it in a vase or something. They're just like, look at this shit we got. Look at this fucking tiny pod uh, person It's so thing. crazy. And they're like, all right. And they're like, well, let's give it a shot. I mean, what do we have to lose? And they end up doing it. And it looks awesome. It really does. I mean, it's- And like I said, now you have a swamp Viking Prince thing. Yeah. And the idea of combining these aspects where you then have an avatar for the green, if you want to go with that – but pretty much just a body he for the Viking Prince. He says he's a champion. He says the green exactly. has a new champion because you and end it up seems having- pretty badass having this idea for these characters to come back in this way with the current continuity, not messing up any continuity, which is great. So we could have Hippolyta, we could have the Viking Prince Swamp Thing, and Black Adam all together for the final battle. And even with that, when Satana and Wonder Woman go into you know New Mirror and they talk to Swamp Thing, who's there and can't leave if he leaves, shit goes wrong. There's a good explanation of what's going on in this endless winter with the avatars, everything that's going down with that. And, the, that, and they're all, and that's the thing is the part ones are like, fuck this shit. We yeah, ain't doing nothing because you all die, do. but we'll get over this and we'll be fine. Yeah, that's what they always do. Makes sense. I mean, Swampy, we can't have that. And plus, I yelled the other kind when I came to New Mirror here because these monsters started coming out of the ground. Oh, no, no. Those aren't the other kind. Those are like my antibodies. They just freaking attack intruders. So I'm sitting here like, but what about the other kind? Are they still yeah. around Swamp Thing? Who knows? That they don't problem. know. That might be something else. To, but even that, I get the idea where it's like, yep, we're not going to be going back to New Mirror a lot. And have you brought any of these Mirror people back here yet? Where's Blue Devil? You got you got him around. He's a stone man over He's there. He's a statue. But yeah, stone and, man. And stone man. You end up with this all going down where you have a cool cliffhanger, though. It's the Viking Prince going and, you know, all that going down. And I thought that that was pretty cool. I like the art a lot in this. And... There, you're right. Though. That's the thing. It's, it's the JLD creative team. You're right with for that. writing. Yeah, you're right with the writing, though. Even with the writing, it does do a good job. Where you have a lot. Hey, what are we doing in the Flash solo endless winter book? Well, Barry's running around and he kisses Iris when he, sh- you know, in the, the middle end. of the thing. The end. This does tie more. Like as we're going since the Aquaman deal, at least these ones are trying to get the actual book characters involved with bigger things and them going and making this and new this Viking Aquaman Prince are the big. best in my mind they for are. what we're dealing with the tie-ins. I agree. And I say tie-ins, but they're just, you know, chapters. So, like, th- those two are the best dealing with this because even though they're not actually dealing with the frosting or the problem at hand, they're actually feeling like their own books and they're doing things associated with and this. And that's, yeah, they, they feel like their own books and what's big for me is they're doing something that seems to point to some plan against the frosting, not just running around. They even say at points, Oh, we're pretty stretched thin, but I'm like, you don't have to be. Get get to going. Get to the Frost King and do the stuff. The, the but he's idea. in the eye of the storm. I know. 
I feel like we are half the time. Uh, but with that, what would you give this? I ended up giving this a 6.5 out of 10. The thing is, I like the idea that we're tying in so closely to the JLD book and like – how come we have our answers to questions about why Hippolyta is not talking about what happened previously? Yeah, she couldn't. She well, was getting she real. Did. I could understand it, but it almost feels like she was saying that, like, I had to tell those stories to Donna because I had to give her hints for later. I'm like, really weird. I'm like, no, you could just tell this. But, but yeah. ultimately, it's, it's not a great tie into what we're dealing with currently. But the thing is, the flashbacks are great. They continue to be great in this issue. And the idea of what we're getting with the Just Sleep from 10 AD going forward with the Swamp Thing Prince Viking deal. That's all good. It's just, you know, there's still not a great aspect to this this mini event overall. Well, it's funny because I was at a seven. I'm actually going up to a seven five. And you convinced me, even though you're so lower than me at that point. But you convinced me because of the idea that it does use the JLD book pretty well. I even said, like, eh, you know, you have this stuff or whatever. But it does work out really well to use it so that people who did read the JLD series, you know, you have to read other things with this, but at least you get that last deal like, oh man, this is pretty cool. You know, these are the characters, yeah. these are, and the situations. It's not just like a lot of times these tie-ins would just be, hey, here I am, Satana. I do magic because I was in the JLD. This actually does even Backward give you a, shit. it gives you a progression and actually a, not closure, but a little peek at what is going on and going forward with Swamp Thing and things like that. I thought that that was really well done. So I'm actually going to go up to a 7.5. Plus, I got to diss my mom. And anytime I do that, you're going to get a plus 0.5 right there. So Weird. we're going to go to this last one, though. And again, I like this one not as much as the JLD, but there's it's like weird. This one all this actually starts to seem in my mind like shit's starting to get rushed to get to that last well, yes, issue. Kind of issue. Yeah, and it seems like we haven't we haven't done anything. And so it felt rushed, but I do like some of the things we get, I just wish we would have gotten more, especially Stag. But you give me the blurb. Black Adam, Endless Winter Special Number 1, written by Ron Mars and Andy Lanning, with R5, Brandon Peterson, Mike Yatea, Wes Abbott, Marco Santucci, Arif Prianto, and Troy Pateri. After the last chapter's resurrection of our ancient times Just League, I couldn't wait to see what happened here. Sadly, you won't see any of those characters, though, but instead you have Black Adam attack the Frost King when the bad guy showed up to Sebastian Stagg's lab looking for his family, and after that happens, you just have an issue that's an all-out fight with characters like Multiplex, Rampage, Icicle, Catman, Silver Banshee, Black Adam, and even our Just League showing up to throw like a few punches, punches around. Beyond the fists, though, the only thing of real note is that the Frost King absorbs some more Kryptonian crystal energy and becomes bigger and stronger, but since we haven't really seen him do anything with the new powers he got at the beginning of this this event, that doesn't really mean much. Oh, what you're saying, Eric. It doesn't matter! The, the idea that he ramps it up right before really even facing anybody is so bizarre because all we've seen is the heroes try to get to a point where they can at least find him or maybe fight back. The world is consumed in, in Frost. But so he is, is winning. We don't know how much of that was actually going on back in 10 AD because it seemed pretty perilous at that point. So it seemed like he had that power back it's just, then. I'm just saying it's weird to never face him. Then he has to up the ante for the last issue. I mean, let's just fight him. We, we, you've been dissing or, you know, getting away from here and yelling and screaming. Uh, but you're going to continue the whole motive of this is to get him. He is a sympathetic character. He is. They're trying to make that whole idea of family be a thing. Stag now fully becomes the villain and, you know, kick ass Stag. He says, eh, the villain is Superman. He is 100% right. He Damn is right. so Boy right. Can't pick up a shit. But with this, there's not a lot of time left to play this out. And unfortunately to me, the Stag stuff 
could have been really interesting if you would have been able to play something. There's not much to it as well, it is. Well, the coolest part about this is the idea from everything that Black Adam's been listening to about what's going on, the idea that he knows the Frost King and what he may be looking for. So he knows that Sebastian Stagg's involved. He has multiplex go and have actually infiltrated all these different versions of him, every different Stag Industries installation there is to try to find out which one they need to go to where it might be an ice block full of family going on. And he finds in Gotham. So when that happens, we have the whole villain Condock crew come over and start wrecking house i'm like all right that's kind of clever i actually dig that aspect because we have black adam trying to get shit done and i'd like that and and it does go well and that's why i think that maybe the whole thing you know stag was there in the arctic he's pulling out the ice the ice king ends up coming out uh where frost are they king. goes off frost king i mean and then Don't you end liar, up liar. where you're just here yeah evil queen to ice king. you end up though with it's just him standing i mean legitimately this whole time however long this event's taken in real time, he's just staring, looking at this block of ice. Oh, I'm going to get this ice. I'm going to be the best. Well, yeah, there's the these people is, in there. He, he's he got scientists, better men working on this whole thing. What's he going to do? He has to wait for results to happen. He can't either. force results. They're just sitting there. They're doing this. In the meantime, he does have the crystals where when Stagatron ends up getting destroyed. Poor old Stagatron. He didn't do anything. He, loved, he loved this master, Eric. He loved him. Uh, you end up having him ripped apart only to get Stagatron 2.0. Who's going to now, now and also do a blasts. Stagatron, Exactly. A Stagatron 2.0, which was created apparently within the last fucking day or so, because he is now powered by the Kryptonian crystals That's that the they problem do have. I have and here. also shoots the energy out of Kryptonian crystals. And since the Frost King, when he was re- resurrected from the butthole of the Fortress of Solitude, he was resurrected with a Kryptonian crystal energy signature, which has enhanced his powers. So when Stagatron 2.0 shoots him with some more Kryptonian energy, which... Sebastian has no idea what any of this does or how it works, but he becomes a goddamn, you know, a frost giant is what he does. And this whole thing. So now the fight is really on. I'm sitting like, why did we need that? He seemed like a formidable threat. Before. That's what we I'm t- saying. That's we exactly told, what I said at the beginning. Oh we my didn't God, need his that. His powers have been enhanced by Kryptonian crystals, but we never saw any of that bullshit. Now he's just a giant and that's it. I'm like, I, I don't get it's, it. It's almost like at this point, and that's what I was trying to get to at the beginning. The idea that we do not have to up the frost king at all. He's already the big bad that they haven't been able to stop. So Just have the, the idea, show up. you know, yeah, that's it. You don't. It, it's it's silly to have to get him, but it's a visual thing, I think, where you have to have him when he's going to fight the Just League and everybody else. He's got to be this rampaging kaiju going around. But up until that, the stuff that I did like was the stuff with Black Adam looking into it, getting multiplex around, and even the That's idea cool. where multiplex is getting the shit kicked out of him. Oh, and the, well, he please keeps help yelling. me, Black Adam, help me. I'm telling me. you, Black Adam's like, we need more multiplex. Like, I can't give you much more. I'm almost done. I like the idea that the Frost King is just killing so many freaking copies of himself over and over and again. He's that, just like, being yelled at. I'm like, point holy out. shit. The Frost King is replicating himself like he did when he came with these replicated versions of him going around and killing everybody in the Frost King himself, all these things going on. And so Multiplex kind of is saying like, you know, yeah, I can do this, but it, it still hurts when I die. I mean, this is bullshit. And we end up, there's an end of a line, a sandwich in between, There's man. an end of a line here. And you can't keep, and he just like, nope, it's for conduct. Your conduct now. I thought I was just down with <laughs> you. I thought, yeah, basically, Multiplex at one point is like, I just thought we were friends. I just wanted a friend. No, you know, give it all. 
and they're going as everybody else is fighting. Like you said, you get Rampage in one deal. But and that's, that's the thing that's is, you get everybody that the Justice League had taken like yeah, in the custody at the beginning of this arc, and plus Silver Banshee for some reason just shows up with well, them. You know, like, you have to have somebody right. else that's uh, you know went there for uh, you know being a refugee. Is that the thing? Is we had these people who were on the lamb and just needed some place, and also yeah. Silver Banshee just showed up. Have, and she watched the news. You, nobody had shit to do. They're just like, eh, might as well go over to Congo. I guess. That and is now they're we need doing going forward. I don't know if it's like a Supergirl story or whatnot, but somewhere you need the Silver Banshee to show back up because she's a cool villain. Yeah, I like Silver Banshee. Yeah, and you see her there and it's pretty cool. And then you're like, Icicle, you'd never look more badass. I'll have to give him I like uh, Icicle credit. Jr. too. That deal with him there in conduct, holy shit, he's really up the ante there. He looks like Jack Frost, right? He's there. He's ready to kill people. He's Actually, easy. if you want to go stuff. to your whole your Marvel thing that you deal with, you know that series I always push that a lot of people didn't like and it was canceled pretty early, that next one where Havoc went to a different universe. Iceman in that universe was that's cursed by Loki, like. so that's what he looked like all that the time. You can never cool. turn the ice powers off. Yeah, I might have to check that out. But yeah, you end up with that night. I, the interesting stuff to me was, you know, Stag maybe, but it was like pretty much just thrown at you at the point. Oh, there's three people in here. You could figure that out right away, and you just had nothing with it. So we Stag's <laughs> just there. He ends up, it's just to have that block this of ice. That's all fault. it is. And it's that block of ice that's there or whatever. And at the one point, Black Adam shows and up and like, thing is, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is it, is it a block of ice or is it a block of Kryptonian crystals? I don't know. They kept, because the they kept calling it ice at one point, but yeah, it, it is purple and you see him in there. And I like the idea where he's like, whoa, 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 we're not, we're not going to do anything. We're not harming the people. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. I mean, you kind of go back again, there. You're yelling at What are you doing? And- These are people like frozen and ice. I don't think they're going to be okay after, you know, being in there since 10 AD. Yeah. Even with that, though, they're alive. So, and it, he I plays. Know. I say he, they say that. I think the scientist's a liar. He, he it's plays April it first. And it's funny, too. He plays, never told you. They play that off as something that I guess it is a comic book universe, but. That seems like this, like, you're going with the crystals that you're going to put in the new Stagatron to shoot and whatever. That's fine. But I well, think you just, you could really make a lot of, you know, deal with this idea that you have resurrected Well, that's the thing. Is, nobody's Vikings. dealing with the idea that you have Kryptonian Superman technology right now. We have these people who fell into a crevasse in 10 AD. <laughs> and all these years later, you know, whenever Superman would have put the Fortress of Solitude there. But these these freaking crystals were able to resurrect freaking has, ice and mummies. And that's the problem. It had to resurrect them. You, you're getting the idea. And I Superman think that, is God. I think that people end up, well, Space Jesus, you end up with him. Like you, you forget the idea that they died. I mean, there was no Kryptonian crystals and, and down there when they, they didn't fell. Die. Exactly. That's the thing is, even if they didn't die at that moment, they were dead. <laughs> They're going to die of old age. This exactly. is the, what is it? The Sarlacc pit. You can only eat your kids so much. You only got three kids down there. You're going to suffer for ten thousand years. Really? I think I'm going to die in about three days. SLC3PO. <laughs> Don't you tell me what I'm going to do. Uh, but yeah, you end up with that Deep and cut. going with it, right? And uh, you have all that. If I don't get my sandwich, Eric, I'm going to die. Uh, but yeah, you have the Frost King. He wants his family back. His family's at Stag Industries. You end up having Black Adam realize that is the case. Right as the Frost King arrives, they go, you, you, us, and then fight. And then we'll, well that's the best get thing, big. too, because we have the conduct crew going on here. Black Adam, they're doing you all like the that, heavy lifting. The conduct crew. I'm, I'm, like I'm going to go with that now ever since I said that. I like it. But no, the whole thing is like we have been doing heavy lifting this entire time. We've searched the globe for you, Frost King, and then the just like this show up. But now we have you. This is going to end. I'm like, fuckers didn't do anything this entire freaking series. I know. All Batman was doing is fashioning up that fucking snowsuit. The thing is, I do love the snowsuit. I do, too. It's pretty cool. But, yeah, and then you have John with him riding on the head of the Frost King for some John reason. John Stewart. It seems. 
you know, look at him. Doesn't that look like the Frost King he's riding? I don't know on what that? that is, but it's a weird construct to make Batman ride on. It looks like it, it, the things would be up your ass. I mean, he is Actually, standing me, it on it. almost looks like the Steppenwolf from the Justice League movie. Yeah, I don't know what the hell he's getting on with that. It seems very odd. Uh, and also, for some reason in this issue, I really got the idea that the Frost King does look like Lobo. But besides that, you know, there you go. But I did like the art in this. I like the story. You know, That's it, great. It's, it's a rush to get to the finale, which we're going to have. And unfortunately, it doesn't seem like we should be at the finale yet with what little we've had. <laughs> I mean, you end up with the Frost King. I, I, I like this. Now. I like this more than than the majority of the chapters. To I this do event, too. Just pretty much because you are coming to something here. You have a gigantic, awesome fight scene with yeah, villains we have going, stuff on. going on. I like those things. I don't like it much more, but you have stuff yeah, going on stuff's here. Stuff's happening. And just by the end of this issue, I was, I was so mad though. But I'm like, one fucking issue left, and I'm like, this is what we've had this entire <laughs> yeah, time. And like, your December like, eventer, all these events that are yours always so year out. Uh, Six yes. out of ten. I'm giving it a seven. I'm about a, a point up on each of these because you said it again. Now. You do something. At least you have the. I mean, the Justice League is actually going to punch the Frost King. I'm down. Uh, and that's all that I made this, actually, my, sorry, the thing that made this better than everything else that we dealt with in the beginning of this mini event was multiplex. Him going around doing multiplex shit. Him that dying because of multi. That is the best part of this issue. Actually, the best part was that Sebastian, Sebastian Stagg is there and I he's like he's like i really need stagatron i know he's gonna be so jealous of 2.0 i'm gonna wait until he dies okay he's dead let's go 2.0 he even says yeah we didn't do any testing but let's go boom and then you have the other one out of nowhere just <laughs> blasting the frost king it makes him grow thanks a lot and and again you know what that seems to be that seems to be now it is Sebastian's fault. We could have taken him easily, but now you're the villain for doing that. Who knows? I'm saying this is what Superman's we'll going to say. Know. Superman's going to say, listen, you know, you're the one who upped the ante, so you're the one who was Superman's last Superman's going to keep his mouth shut. Damn right he will. He, he, anytime they start saying, how'd this all start? He walks away. All of a Cameron sudden, Chase might be on his ass. His superhero, yeah, because he can't mess up again. Again, right? All of a sudden, there are people sending emails from across the universe about this. But hey, that's what you get. But yeah, I like that. What that Beatles song was about across the universe? Across the universe, it was the. Now it might be. (laughs) Maybe by next week it will be. (laughs) Where we have that that stupid email about him freaking about King of the Earth. Uh, He they ended up. He was just redoing the Titanic scene, and somebody got it. It's out of context. But yeah, I'm going to go seven. I'm going to be a little more positive about this. I was doing an Titanic stage yeah. play. I'm like, Leo, look at me. They never you know, seen this shit. It. They thought I came up with it. It was <laughs> amazing. They <laughs> think I'm a genius. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. It's great. I end up going out there and I'm fooling all those assholes. Oh, but that's the end of the first Stupid section. Dominators. <laughs> really, those dominators are pieces of crap. Ah, uh, but that's the end of the first section of the book. Justice League, they be running. Soup's never cleaned up, but now we're all fucked. In an endless winter wonderland. All this month, we'll be reading. But more stories, what I'm needing. We can recap galore, it better be more. In this endless winter wonderland. 
there is up to come the coral looks see like Adam's clay coy with all this shit small papas eating pocket cookies and while the world freezes they just sit later on they'll conspire probably beat the frost king with fire Yes, Melissa Joan Hart, Eric. That was the right. ticket to being Mel-Jo. America's sweetheart, right? Sweethearts. <laughs> You're right over there. You have a stroke. No, I think I did. I think I'm done. Next up, that's not appropriate, Eric. Please stop making, stop making me do stuff like that. Next thing you know, I'm going to send them weird messages to you. We have two Again? books in this section. Yes, two books in this section. We're going to. Continue the podcast. I think I am having. Oh my god! Where's Billy Squire when I need him? We end up having two more sections of two books, and I'd like to say that this is the better of the two remaining sections. But you're going to wonder how bad the last one is after hearing us talk about these two books, which are going to be White Knight presents Harley Quinn and Batman Superman. But boy, we're we're saving the best for last. In, These in books, one. at least in my mind, have some kind of merit that you could take away from them for what we have here. From the rest, you know, like the first section's okay, I guess. But like this one, like you know, they're they're solid at least in my mind for what we're going to be dealing with. When you get to that last section, I, I don't even know what DC is doing anymore. <laughs> when you get to that last section, I know what either. I know what they're doing. They're hiring the wrong people for the wrong books. That's it's fine. They're them off afterwards. Well, that's the thing. Um, of all these, we're going to continue again the deal. And sometimes when you you're enjoying a story. I saw some people were enjoying like? to my. I wish I remembered. <laughs> I mean, really, uh, you could go to our Patreon. You'll hear at least me gush about something this week. And you liked it enough in that secret origin, Superboy Prime. You right. just had your issues that are your issues always. I just have to know the character, you know. Yeah, you know, and just can't stand <laughs> things of change. I mean, really, I mean, you're Superboy Prime right there in and of yourself, screaming and trying to shatter reality. But you end up with and these two books. The, the deal, we're going to continue with The White Knight Presents Harley Quinn, obviously. This is going to be halfway through. Batman Superman will end up being a Gene Luen Yang book once we get back in so March. And I'm looking forward to it a lot. Um, and so with that, you end up having a lot of books ending, you know, runs. Joshua Williamson with Creatively, Batman Superman, yeah. Mariko Tamaki and Wonder Woman, you know, Brian. Michael. When am I going to get to one that I'm upset about ending at this point? Because that's what I've been saying all along. We are desperate, for, me and you at least, desperate for some good stories to talk about. And there's these writers that are just keeping us from them with all their, like, each one in a different way that all goes into one big Tootsie Roll and, and squashes me. Eric, the Tootsie, tootsie Roll. Are you going to sing that? See, I am having problems. <laughs> I'm going to uh, dance. But with this here, um, I see the reviews and people are loving these books, but just 
keep in mind, this is all I'm trying to get to, Eric. Uh, as, an, as an aside, do you think I got my medicine this week? I'd never even told you. <laughs> I'm sitting do here, I'm like, think, do you remember what your point is to the story think, that you're yes, telling I right do. now? Do you think I got my medicine this week, Eric? That's no, just, no, I did not. I did not. They didn't give it to me. So hopefully soon I'll be in better way. But what I'm saying right now, I, we always Ow. say that our <laughs> our way of doing things is honesty over clicks that's kind of our deal we're not going to go and hate something or love it just so people will you know go to our view whatever just pay attention because what i'm saying is there are people who are saying oh my god this is the worst you know brian michael bendis's run on action is ending just wait until you end up in march when you have the new philip kenny johnson on and then those same people like we say in movie reviews will say Oh, thank God, you know, this guy's here because I really hated it. You'll see the nonsense. Oh, those Johnny Come Lately's coming out trying to jump in with the crowd. That was all I was trying to get out that time, man. It's just the idea that everybody's saying that this is the they're greatest time. They're in high school. They're just trying to find something to latch onto, like a click or something like that. So they're willing to yes. say, say or do anything to pretty much just be popular. Exactly. It's like some guy who suddenly has to work with this other dude that's real tall and wants to fit in and starts reading comics. Eric, I mean, exactly. really? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, just take notice. I just want everybody to sit here and that'll be... If you aren't already considering yourself, that's your little entrance into the Get Fresh crew, Eric. I wish I had the because that will be when you pass the test. There always <laughs> are, too. Uh, Mark Jager ended up talking to me about this and saying he had listened to us a couple times and we seemed really over the top and yelling and uh-huh, stuff like uh-huh. that. And then he went to listen to other podcasts and realized, wait a second. I didn't like this book. You know what? I want to see what Eric and Jim think about that because at least they're honest. And went and said we were honest, even if we liked or didn't like something that he was opposite with. And I think that that's where we can end up when we come back in March. Just keep in mind that these same people are saying golden age now and we shouldn't change things. We'll then say that it was about time we changed and all that nonsense. But Batman White Knight <laughs> presents Harley Quinn number three right. has nothing to do with that because that will be continuing on written by katana collins and art by mateo sclera yes it is colors are dave stewart and world design we don't need to know their specific jobs here we get a little more of the murder mystery going on in this issue but it looks like the main focus is on whether hector quimby is or isn't playing a dress to kill deal here he's not herbert the Uh. book takes a turn and i'm waiting to see if you know that's a good thing because we never really got to settle in with what was going to be the normal murder mystery but we'll see and with that this is set up and that's my problem and we've had this in stories even on marvel's side i think the last time can't remember the specific oh it was actually the empire story eric you love that right over at marvel where you end up having a setup and then when you change it with a twist that setup kind of gets pushed aside a bit because now you have to set up the new thing. Well, that's the and weirdest that's part about this. this. The idea that we never had a chance to get settled yes. into what's going on. But the thing is, we really have because it's a six-issue arc. This is halfway through and pretty much just revealing who the big bad is. I'm like, you know what? The story's just kind of slow in the way it's being told. And what we think is the mystery isn't actually the mystery. It's all about you know Hector over there for it is some all reason about Hector. and his terrible childhood. What's going to lead him to be the person that he is here? I'm like – which is almost like old switcheroo is happening right now where we thought we knew what the story was, but it turns out we're not going to later on because somebody has mommy issues. Yeah. Now, that's my problem. The switcheroo is coming halfway. That's fine. We don't even know. And it's just not as interesting as yeah. it originally seemed. And we don't even know exactly the switcheroo yet. I mean, Hector could just come out of the closet, you know, really, and say, ta-da, look at me. 
Wait, wait, wait. That, that he's dancing. not actually the starlet or that he is the starlet and he that just wants he, to announce That's what now. I'm saying. We have to see, you know, the whole deal. And that's what you're getting. And I wish also that you had a little more of a deal with his mother who ends up. And, yeah, he wants to be a starlet. You, you see it through. He wants to be. Just like dear old mama. And, yeah, and he wants to be good in her deal and try to be her and all that where she's getting it confused in mind. He has an Oedipus complex. It's more that he wants to be her at least acceptance. And not only that, that whole thing, it almost feels like the idea of, you know, wanting to be her, but also do what she never could and get rid of the competition. But like, you know, retroactively 60 years later. Yeah. But then also trying to tie it in with being obsessed with Harley and going. So the idea of this gets a little convoluted and it's well, a little the thing too is, much. It, it really is getting convoluted because even the thing that you and I talked about for like the first issue, the idea that we had this character, you know, Hector Quimby HQ. and his HQ. And we talked about the idea of like, oh, somebody's out there tr- like doing a clown knot. They want to be like the Neo because we, you and I discussed possibilities that we thought it could be because in the first story you had the Neo Joker come out, the Harley Quinn that wasn't able to be the Harley Quinn. So she became the Neo joker mike what if, what if we had this you know neo harley come out somebody who wants to be like harley quinn now and is i actually get or the joker and actually takes on a harley quinn guys like this to a degree we have that with hector quimby he's taken it to a different level where he is becoming the female form that he wants to be in a weird over-the-top manner with the black and white paint to try to represent you know the silent or golden age movies and stuff like that so you own you kind of do in a weird twisted way you have do. what we were talking about in that first review and we thought and this is one of the things when you're reading something like this this is a kind of a, a side story tie into the white knight stuff we know all the characters involved except one and Producer. that one you figure well i'm saying hector as he comes oh. out you're like okay there's the one person we know not i think he might be bad and then all right away in a harley quinn white knight huh, what was it like with the joker i, I was upset so he all there was never a play of you know, trying to make him look always on the up and up so that you get to this twist and you find out the twist is something different. Okay, he's not actually obsessed with Harley until we see he is as well. So that's oh what throws me off. And the the thing that well, you have... Well, the thing is, he was obsessed with Harley. We found out that he learned about her when he was in, you know, med school and stuff like that mm-hmm. and became infatuated with the idea, the story of Harley Quinn. And I'm like, okay, we already had the HQ connection with his initials. We have the idea that he's been obsessed about her ever since middle And all we really do with the idea is... All right, shit just got a little bit deeper because he's been obsessed with you. I mean, like hardcore since obsessed he was since he was eight. a child. Yeah, since he was little. And so but you, like, is that that big of a, like an opening? Like, yeah, it was already creepy. Just, we, we just upped the end. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, the idea of all this, it doesn't add to what I liked about what was going on. And in fact, it's taking away from this mystery. In fact, at this point, I would have liked to have had more of the, the producer deal and the, you know, all of this stuff going on. And then having almost like the natural deal of finding out at the very end that it was Hector who was the stuff. It just seems like all of a sudden this halfway through, they're like, okay, let's just kind of drop all this in here so we can change it all up to go forward. But I wonder, and we'll have to see how the next well, three issues are, but it seems like it's just less interesting When you start now. breaking, I agree, because when you start breaking down the case for when we start getting the information, like when Hector Quimby comes back and talk, you know, he starts talking to Harley, who's our main character, our lead detective that we're following throughout the case, but he comes in like, 
I've been doing some research. Did you know that two of our victims, Lily O'Rourke and Victoria Rivers, that they were friends? They were two Golden Age stars living in Gotham. Of course they knew each other. And then it goes to the whole point. They each dated James Turner, our other victim. So we're finding these connections to these characters we know nothing about. Their names, their, their relationships, you know, from 60 years ago are being thrown out there. Like it means something to us as a reader at this point when we don't really know who these characters are, except for their Golden Age starlets or stars who have been now killed. And I'm like... It's not playing out as well as I think they wanted no. to. And, and the whole deal, like you said, you had Mommy Dearest, his mother, a starlet, didn't want anything to do with Hector, push him aside. You see an interview that's sent with all this stuff. And the idea that, you know, maybe he would be mad about everybody who took the attention away. Maybe he'd go back and start killing because even his mom says, oh, Hector, we tried to get him in the business, but he has a face, for, a face radio. for radio. And I'm like, well, get him in the radio Aww. then, baby. But uh, he ends, you know, that maybe, maybe it would have been one of those where he becomes somebody who's judging. But like, it just ends up being not Turns even out I have a voice for pen pals. Yeah, really. Not even that. Dear oh. penthouse letters. I never thought <laughs> these were real. Uh, with all this, too, I believed though, all of them. It, it doesn't get to the point where when we see Hector ends up seemingly being the starlet, uh, it doesn't like, oh, my God, that makes sense. It's just like, oh, here we go with this now. It just is something on top of other things. And it doesn't hit as well as I think they would have liked it to hit. This might have been the end. Well, where- even when you have the whole idea, when we have this person that the starlet who attacks Simon Trent, the gray ghost of the golden air and stuff like that, and we realize that you're throwing those those Bowie, Bowie knives, and this is a whole thing that like you know uh, Bowie knives, but uh, this is a whole thing that Hector's mother was huge and who hugely known for back in the, the she was black in Bob and at one point, too, and that's the thing. It. I'm like this whole revelation of this. It, fell like dead to me like it didn't work I'm like oh my god she threw knives and people know about this i don't know about this Does, am i supposed to know about this and then later on even when we go to question hector's mother in the mansion and she's just throwing freaking bowie knives at you know mannequins oh and stuff my in god. the house i'm like what are we doing with this character well, and what like you know, it doesn't i know they needed to, they wanted to organically play out that this is all the connection that we have and oh my god it all it all leads to hector because of how he grew up who he knows who his mother knows and what he might be doing with his like you know try to get revenge or actually get the limelight away from these other things and on top of the idea that he's working for the producer who we know nothing about he looks like a low rent you know uh vandal savage Savage he looks like that's who he looks like but it just all like does not play for me especially it comes all i hear the idea of all of these clues being laid out that are pointing to you know hector's mother and then to hector himself i'm like it doesn't flow right it's weird too to me they even keep going with the idea, even if she uses knives, whatever. But the idea where, huh, you think it's your mom. No, no, it's an old lady. She wouldn't be able to overpower that. Well, you can overpower it, Harley. And it keeps coming up with that. And then, like, this twist, you needed more information to get us interested. Like, well, that doesn't make sense. Like, they find different things at a crime scene that doesn't quite make sense. And then at the end, for the finale, have the twist where it is. Ha- and then you're like, oh, my God, that all makes sense. It's too quick. We don't have much going on with the mystery. And then we just see the producer with the starlet. So it throws everything off well, of my in mind. in the background, we have this whole idea that we're going from crime scene to crime scene to question, this thing, you know, question people left and right. But we have Duke talking about what's going on with Harley, what she's up to, this whole Hector Quimby situation and like how they're like, you know, going through forward with the GTO working with Harley. 
and we still have Harley's kids and her hyenas coming back and the idea that we're just bringing them to crime scenes and they are just asleep. I'm like, did we almost kind of write them ourselves into a corner or are we just trying to compare Hector's mother to Harley yeah, at this point yeah. for the way that she's like, you know, just dragging them along to whatever she's doing because she's one dimensional, like not one dimensional, she's one track minded in what she's doing and doesn't really care about I kind of thought that was it, but I also thought that it was one of those and at the end of this thinking, Okay, they just have to keep reminding us of the kids because I think Hector's going to kidnap them at some point and have them and maybe do something, you know. But with this all, I will be shocked if we end up with the idea Hector's really bad and we're going to gun him down. I think there's going to be the twist is going to be like a a split personality thing. Hector doesn't realize. I I don't know because at the end of this, even well, it's like with you this say dressed to kill, it even seems like raising Kane as well with the whole thing with John Lithgow with how he was you know pretty much damaged emotionally until he had to become this split personality and multiple times. That's even why though, you I'm know, thinking the that persona. we're going to get something like that because I don't think they're going to play the game. By showing the mother as being so distant and non-caring. And you think you're going to go with that really weird tone, like the idea that like the perception that everybody has of Hollywood now for how it used to be, and especially with children and what could be going on, you know, behind closed doors, back behind those, like it's going to get really dicey. And maybe that's why this is a black label book. But I'm like, are we really going to go there? Well, that's by the end. This is what I'm starting to think. Like, are you really going to go like you're setting up a story where you really can go like really off the deal, like and be real mature and start to do things or is this just going to be surface level nonsense by the end and i think that what you're saying with the kids with harley that kind of shows me it's going to be you know that surface level that you're going to get at the end thank god you know i thought i was a bad mother because through all of this harley keeps mentioning i'm not really suited to be a mother oh i'm a single mother i don't have anything to do oh i got this and uh yeah i think at the end you're going to see like even this rich woman who everybody loved she couldn't raise her son with any sort of love. It, love is all you need. It's what John Lennon told us way back, Eric. And well, I she, think like that's Harley what you're going to get. Maybe she only loves herself. Well, she's learning. Now, actually, up until this point, we've even made it a very big point that she loves the hyenas way more than Agreed. those kids, it seems. But with this, you see them together, and I think the hyenas are getting attached, and they will be the savior of those kids at the end. Or she... I, I can even I see spent, something you know crazy what? where Harley has to make a choice between the, the hyenas and the kids. Uh, either sick. Uh, I guess I like those kids enough. <laughs> I'm telling you, I spent too much time reading this issue whenever the kids would show up in the background with the hyenas and stuff like that, but in a loop. But I spent too much time during this issue while I was reading thinking to myself, how good are these hyenas that they you could trust them not to eat these kids? Because I'm, telling you, I'm worried the about diner, them. I was I was disturbed a bit. Like, why are they even allowed I'm in telling, here? When, when they all just packed up in the back seat of that little car, they're gonna get, the you better make sure kids. you feed them, right? If they, they better be fed <laughs> well. Feed themselves. Yes, they will. Also, I like to know that you know there's always somebody there to exploit even the worst of the worst. That there was a lot of Harley Quinn merch going on back in the day. A lot of Harley Quinn swag going down in town. Well, I just imagine it was that pop-up shop that came up next to the jo- like Joker burger. Yeah, or the, what is it called? Yeah, Bat burger. burger. Yeah, you know, that Bat Burger. They jokerized the shit out of those fries. Yeah, really. Wouldn't you if you were Duke? He's still upset about that, what I think. It, even, I, in the- even think about the idea, though, in the, the world we're living in with the White Knight universe because, you know, where you look to see that the gray ghost, you know, Simon Trent – 
like in the animated series, he was a movie star that did like Zorro stuff. He was the gray ghost and stuff like that. But at, later on in the animated series, he had an adventure with Batman and Batman was inspired by him as a kid oh, instead of the Zorro aspect. But in this universe, it seems like he actually did a movie with Batman. Yeah, yeah. So at least he talked like, to know, Batman. There Batman's are all a of these merchandising effects going on because not only do you have a superhero saving people from psychopaths, but you have a movie star who is, has these very marketable, freaking colorful villains. He can get to market yeah. as well. So it's a very weird, almost like a, capitalistic universe that we're dealing with as yeah. well you know you pretty much put a label on anything and put it out there for the mass mar- like market yeah and, and and again with this you're you're going with the sins of the past as very much thrown in your face as well where harley has to deal with that yeah she was bad bad to the bone back in the day but that's how she ended up going to arkham and she wanted to be a psychologist because eventually jack would go through there she could help him all that Duke kind of throws shade, hardly throws shade back at him, but also on, like you didn't work with the gangs bringing... to do something better. That was yeah. before, exactly. It's always before, but you were freaking justifying your actions to do better. Yeah, yeah. And so with all of this, like, there's a lot of things, and what's weird about it is I like things, you know, individually. There's just too much going on at this moment, and the things that I'm interested in aren't being explored enough. To kind of make way for even this new way that you're going to go forward, maybe with Hector and that he's involved as a starlet and things like, like that. Like Hector, the whole thing with that, we we understand by seeing who his mother is, the idea that if he is the starlet here, which it does appear by the end, that is the case, through the obsessions of living in a fantasy world, not even only being a Hollywood kid from his mother, but also what he was into with Batman and Harley Quinn, the idea that he could go down this path and actually emulate these people that were the, like the powerful women in his life, that is a great twist, whatever you want to do with it. But then in the background over here, wait in the wings you have this asshole the producer and i don't understand where he's coming from or what he's doing here and he's like again if you're gonna ask me i think that what you're gonna play out though but we don't know but that's what throws me off when we see him here but he seems to be that's the bad jack that's the joker who's coming in and taking advantage of this kid or guy now who wants to be the stuff it just seems too you know, off where I need more info, especially about the producer. Now, I wish she would have had something where the mom even said. And and don't give the reveal at the end just yet. Use that as a surprise that throws everybody off as they go through this whole deal, if you're going to play that. But the idea where his mom's like, oh, you know, he, he had looks radio. I wish that she just would have said, I just wish she would have actually said, if he would only have been a girl, they would have accepted him right away as my daughter and would have had a career. And that would have, you know, gave you the idea of him. You know, oh, I, I just would because even with this, we're making a lot of assumptions of why he's doing what he's doing. Though it seems like that would be the case. But us saying, well, he wants to be like his mom. He wants acceptance. He wants to take away the competition, even though they say they were friends. And all. Well, I, even I wish when you have that more. little thing that was sent to Hector Quimby as a clue to what they had to go and look forward to. But like, you know, it was an interview reel that we had with his mother back in the day where he was there and just crying because his mother didn't have time for him because of the life that she led. So the idea of like, if he was a part of that world as well, maybe she would have time for him. But as it is, she doesn't. Yeah. And you know what? You know what? As an aside, and this is such an aside, you know what I was thinking of when I read this? Poor Candace Bergen having to deal with that stupid puppet that whole time. Charlie McCarthy. I'm like, she could have ended up being they, the starlet. They were brother and sister, I, That's Jim. what I'm saying. I'm saying that's a screwed up story. And if you want to know, just look up Candace oh Bergen's, you know, intro. And with that, if this was back Bergen, in the day, yeah. she could have actually played the Harley Quinn in this. She kind of looks a little like her. But yeah, that was a messed up. That's all it made me think, though. It's going the mommy I gotta wake deal. up in the morning. I gotta wake, walk past my brother oh, Charlie my McCarthy's God. room, it's which is bigger puppet. than mine, to go to breakfast. 
Oh, <laughs> Candace, make sure you bring Charlie down for breakfast. <laughs> We're having his birthday party today. Oh, I my, hate my life. gracious. And she came out, okay? What's up with this heck? That's the thing. Is, as far as fed. we know, she yeah, came out, really. all right? I'm sure she doesn't like Bubba's. That's the I'm done. That story about her growing up terrifies me whenever I hear it. But this is, I mean, you might as well go with the I said no wire hangers. At, at oh, yeah, point totally. in this Because what you end up having kind of tickles my fancy a bit with the idea that this whole Sean Murphy deal was set up like he's very big on the animated universe, the movies and stuff like that. Then he gets his wife, Katana Collins, who seems to be, you know, she likes the adult movies. She's and a, a cinema Yeah, and she's throwing that in. But I worry the Cinemophile. idea because it's so much like Dress to Kill. And oh, I worry is. because even then, and I believe it was Michael Caine was a psychiatrist who ended up being a transvestite looking like the person who it was all like that. Kind of like this there. And I, I just, it ended up like, I, I wonder if she's playing this like she doesn't think anybody remembers that movie because we do get that sometimes. Well, the thing is, I, I, can, I can guarantee not like a lot of the readers of this one remember know. that movie. I know. I know that Gabe, who reviewed it on the site, he knew right away. He actually sent yeah. me a note. He actually sent a note. His, his tagline is, dressed to kill question mark and i give him credit for that i give him props because it is it definitely is that story but i'm hoping that katana collins will realize this and and there's another twist that use that even though it's a weird obscure it shouldn't be that obscure but it is uh use that twist to change it up but by the end you're kind of left there with okay it's you know hector who's doing the bad stuff see what's going on and seemingly like he's staring at them because he had to go off and now how would the starlet end up being in that room right there? There's only one way, it seems. He had to go off and get his face on. Yeah, he did. He's like, you know, Eleanor Rigby. All right. But uh, yeah, what do you give this? I'm going to give a 6.5 out of 10. I still want to see where the story's going. I don't want to, you know, judge the entire series based on this one downish issue in my mind because I haven't been enjoying it up until this point. This just feels like one of those weird third issues to a six issue mini. So I'm hoping that things actually get back on track because I, and also when I say get back on track, I also hope that it doesn't go in that awful, awful dark. I don't want to get put myself in this dark world of, you know, pedophiles and, you know, Hollywood, which it could go. I'm not saying it will. I'm saying it could. I'm like, do I really want to be a part of this adventure? I'm not sure right now. But from so far, I want to see more of Harley and become realizing who she is going forward as a mother and that she doesn't have to be like the mother of Hector Quimby here. But this was just a little down. The stuff that they were throwing at me about the clues to the who the starlet and producer are, it just wasn't working. And I just like, by the end, I'm like, do more of what you were doing last two issues because whatever we have here isn't as good. Well, I think that what we're going to get, especially when you were talking, I was thinking about the whole deal and having Harley, him being obsessed with Harley, especially then later when she became psychiatrist and her work with Jack. I, I think that maybe we'll get the play that he's doing this to get her attention because he wants her to help him with some problems from his past, things like that. But even then, by the end, I don't know that that makes a great story in a comic book. But And again, who do you think he's trying to get the attention of? Harley Quinn with the clown nut or his mother? I think it's both. I think that what we're going to end up is that he is trying to get back at his mother kind of for what, like, look at me, I can be the starlet. But in the meantime, and it may be the split personality deal, but I do think that now that I think about him, him being so like, you dealt with the Joker. No, I dealt with Jack. Okay, but you, you helped him. You're the only one to get through. And her really pushing that idea of how she was doing good at first 
to get towards the deal. I think that in a twisted way, he wants her to help him, but couldn't just say, like, you wouldn't help me, just a guy who's the uh, son of this. I had to do something extravagant, something crazy. That's why I used the clown knot Pick and up things the phone, like man. that. Damn. You know, well, I think that that could be the case, but I think that he might kind of go because remember he wanted her to be on the case as well when they went in and he got oh fbi you know i want she's allowed to be on the case and all that i think that that's going to be the twist at the end he just wanted her specific help and there was no other way to get it though again that's not real it's made up in his mind the deal that he had to do this i think so but who knows i'm just making shit up eric but i'm going to give it a six five as well i like the art as well but when I saw the producer, that really threw me off. That just threw me off. Like, what's going on now? I mean, I thought that the big thing was going to be who that was and what's going on. And now you're just throwing everything at us. So I have to see. The next issue to me is the, the linchpin of if I think that this is going to end up because I want to see what focus that one has. This one, a lot of setup to kind of do a twist. But the next book is Batman Superman number 15. Not a lot of twists in this one. Except with the the continuity. I was going to say the convolutity. The stories in this are stacked up a mile high at this point. Yeah, so you got Batman Superman number 15 written by Joshua Williamson. Art by Andre Bresson, Alejandro Santos, John J. Hill. Joshua Williamson ends his Batman Superman run true to form with a generic as hell Solomon Grundy story that barely is about Grundy but ends up being all about getting to the end where Superman and Batman tell each other that they're the best of buds. This had to be frustrating a bit for America's sweetheart who loves the multiple story possibilities of an always changing Grundy coupled with getting poison ivy and swamp thing in the same issue and doing nothing with it besides ruin the current continuity. And especially what's weird is somebody out there is going to say, well, this does seem like it ties into endless winter, right? Cause you start I out. I did it first. Yeah. And if you keep going with that idea, by the end, you're like, what the hell is Swamp Thing doing here? He's not well, allowed not only to that, be that's here, the but thing there's is, a lot of things in between. Right, right in this whole thing, though, when you start out the issue of this, when you, for some reason you're going to start out with a snowstorm when Bruce is a little boy, then go to Arkham Asylum, but not present day, months ago. I'm like, that's a weird way to go from the like the past to the present to start out with months ago from yeah, where you were Yeah, because I think you're past. supposed to get out of the current – like people who go with real time are yeah. going to say, oh, this is an endless winter, though – this snowstorm and what's surrounding Arkham. Didn't, didn't Months you think ago, then, I got you, June. Yeah, didn't you think that what was going to then, that makes it more of him. <laughs> Did, didn't you think that there was going to be something like, oh my God, all the ice villains got together. They finally did like some explanation to this incredible snowstorm that's almost snowstorm buried snowstorm that has rocked us that we haven't seen in Gotham in 30 years at this point. I'm like, for some reason, I'm like, I am waiting for the Frost King to like, finally make his appearance here. I'm like, oh shit, is there a, like a Chapter 8.5 yeah, really? for Endless Winter in Batman and Superman, but on the characters that we're dealing with, because out of nowhere, it's you. Solomon Grundy is the focus of our story. Love me a Solomon Grundy, like you said in your blurb. I love the aspect of him where when he does die, he's always going to be resurrected. People don't swamp. know that so much and because you don't does, get him dealt with well, as and much. Exactly. Pretty much when you have Solomon Grundy, you have big He looks like Grundy. he's in Shocker <laughs> here, right? He's Shocker, Eric, at the beginning. You know, you've watched the movie Shocker, have you? No, you have. Oh, okay. You told yes, me yeah, about Shocker. He's no Mitch Pelagi, I'll tell you that. But this whole idea of Solomon Grundy with the idea when he comes back in Slaughter Swamp every time – 
he it can be different, and we never deal with that. Besides, for sometimes you know you have a little bit of smarter Grundy, you got a boss Grundy, but mostly you have the big hulking monster, Frankenstein monster like Grundy. For whatever reason, I don't know how long we've been dealing with because we don't deal with any timelines of this Grundy. We have this Grundy who's in Arkham Asylum. He's being looked at by Star Labs. He's looking, he's been looked at by Colonel Jonas from the Damage Book from the Army because the idea is that this Grundy, for whatever reason. He has come back as a WMD. This this giant hulking runny is giving off radiation. It's going to be used as a nuclear weapon, and I don't know why, but we have to solve this. So Colonel Jonas is called in the world's finest Batman and Superman. I'm like, it's so funny that weird. she has to be involved because he's like going to do a lot of damage, Eric. Right? That's, that's kind of. But well, even with you, that, with did he just come de- out as an atomic bomb? He's like, that's what, and again, he when did when did Grundy die? And when he came back, what like you know who who wrangled up Grundy? Asylum and realized, oh shit, he's giving off a That's lot of freaking radiation right now. It almost feels like he came out like the minute he's like, oh, stretching. Oh, grungy, a uh, little tired from resurrection. Oh, no. And they grabbed him. Like, what, See, what? I, I, actually, I'll tell you right now. I'm going to give away one of my secret things that if I ever got hired as a writer for DC oh, Comics that I want, where you have somebody in the military cool, cool. or on Task Force, X, at Task Force X or Argus that when Grundy does die, you have a group of Grundy Wranglers go to Slaughter Swamp. And I'm, the one thing that I had the main guy, he'll have a name tag that says, I hate Mondays on it because that's the day you got to go to work and you got to wrangle a Grundy up. Damn and that's right, one of the you things. Like, is this they only what work one day here? a week, right? Just one day a week. But that's a hell of a day uh yeah and uh, like you said like is this the way it's played out it's if grundy was just going about his own business right hey whatever and, uh, like it was a time thing that he came back not a wmd but a time like, it doesn't make All sense right, so that's a crazy story we have a freaking gigantic blizzard rocking goth right now we have grundy that's come back For as no a wmd reason, we're where, he's, where he's hooked up to what looks like an electric chair like you said shocker <laughs> right here all right that, that's fucked up colonel jonas you know what we got though we got dr pamela isley who's loosely connected to the green and as you all know Grundy, he's a thing of science and magic who's also loosely associated to the green. So, Pamela Isley, what do you think here? I think you've got to get him back to Slaughter Swamp. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Pamela Isley, everybody. Thank here. you. I like that she just Thanks waltzes for in. By. She waltzes in. She, she does, waltzes like, in with her new 52, like, you yeah. know, beginning of the new 52 oh, era so costume. Crazy. So crazy. I mean, there are gonna you're gonna hear continuity kid here. He he strapped on the, the six shooters and gotten on the horse because he's about to go to town here because there's so many things wrong and you had said it to me and I agree. But the thing is, if you like the story, have at it because this, this is story right now over is the epitome of story over That's continuity, which we might be getting going forward. And like, look, you are stacking elements of story on top of each other. It just doesn't make sense. And saying months ago does not make it okay. And and this is what I tried to talk to people about the story over continuity deal. Yeah, you can have some fun, I guess. But Colonel Jonas, does this make the story better? Does Pamela Isley waltzing in in her new fifty-two? Does that? make the story any better it's all these things are doing what this is doing and what is happening with the not going by current continuity or anything is just using characters to force the story to the next scene it's not being anything mind-blowing or anything oh my god that makes so much sense it's okay what do we do with grundy because he's just thrown in there without any idea of how he got there Oh, well, Pamela Isley, Poison Ivy comes in, Slaughter Swamp. Okay, now we go. You don't feel anything else with her right, because they're, the not, they're is, not caring. Now we got to get Grundy to Slaughter Swamp. So we got Batman and some kind of, I want to say Batwing, but looking at this thing, I don't, I, I don't know what it is. But we have Batman flying to Slaughter Swamp with Grundy in tow, a part of his aircraft. Well, Superman, you know, just heat visions the snow in front of him as they fly to Slaughter Swamp. But it turns out 
that with Grundy being a WMD, you know, he could be a freaking a powerful weapon to have in somebody's hands. That's why we got to get rid of him before not only destroying Gotham, but make sure that nobody else uses him as a weapon. But the walls are thin in Arkham. It's already gotten back to the secret society of supervillains that Grundy is this new thing that he can be used now. And they claim, since he was a member of the secret society before, that he belongs to them. I'm sitting there like... So when you say secret society, which one do you mean? And like, who's involved in this thing? But the thing is, it's thrown out there because you're never going to know. I'm th- I've been thinking about the secret society, even the characters that we have involved throughout, like, you know, the year of the villain and shit like that. Like Lex Luthor, even Grodd, all the other characters, even ultra humanite, even like whoever you want to have as the secret society. I don't know who that could be, but you never get to find out. Instead, you just have random mercs sent out to go collect them. You have Deadline show up. You have Lady Vic show up. And right there, Lady Vic, she was killed in Teen Titans. Deadline, I know he got his hand cut off in Deathstroke. He might have died. I don't recall anymore. But you have, like, Lock Up. You have... You have Killer Moth just show up like these random characters thrown at you to come stop Batman and Superman and get a Grundy. And I don't know why. Even the idea that they blow up the Batwing again or whatever Batman's flying. And then we have to – there's even Black Spider. But we just parachute down with Grundy and Batman to come down to make sure that we you know, don't blow up by him hitting the freaking ground or whatever it is. But however, he explodes. But then later on when Bat Superman – you know, we take care of that problem. Superman is pretty much carrying Grundy back to the swamp to go back to like, you know, finally go back to rest. Hey, Clark, you better watch out. He, there's a lot of radiation coming off. Here. We got to check you out, man. There's a lot. I'm like, he is Superman. You just rode his big ass down on a parachute. Why don't we have to check your ass out for the radiation? He's I want to go a little further than that, Eric, because when Pamela Isley says, hey, you got to get him back to the slaughter swamps. Yes, does. Uh, you end up Superman say, OK, well, I'll get him back there. I'll be back in a minute. Done and done. I'll get this done in 60 seconds flat. Batman says, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't risk that level of speed. Then Superman should say, okay, I'll be back in a minute and a half. I'll be back in two minutes because they say, Superman, you can't do that because it'd be too quick. No, instead, we have to throw him on this new Batwing I have and the parachuting out of it landing. Then you're going to take him and go anyway. This whole setup is nonsense. You ended up actually setting up a story that Superman could solve in a minute, but you have to pull it back with rules. Oh, you can't do that, but then forgets the rules. I mean, the idea that Superman can't fly him there in a minute, but then he can be jettisoned, blown up out of something, and end up landing, and then Superman pick him up and do it anyway is nonsense. That I, I want to know. It's nonsense. Why the secret society with the idea, all right, look, we want to get this Grundy back because he'd be a valuable weapon for us, you know. So we got to send some mercs out to go yeah, with you. Yeah, let's it's gonna get be a some problem. mercs. And so, so let's just grab some big old heavy guns and let's some assholes like Killer Moth. Let's not look into this, though. But why, not, why don't we send somebody who can maybe control his mind so we can make sure that we can keep a Grundy docile? Because we always have Deadline show up like, all right, come on, big guy, let's get you out of here. And Grundy just backhands him because it's freaking, you know, Deadline's an asshole. He doesn't want to go with him. Also, the way this spelled out to me, this is a ticking time bomb. The idea that he's got to get – that they're showing up. And they don't even know what's going on or what they're going to like. Like, what, what did the do? secret society think they were going to do to use know. him as a weapon? Like, That's you know, we agree. We have a we have a clock time chiming down yeah, they here. They better be doing something where okay, grab his ass and head off and explode him in the chat. Like, what is the plan here? It's they just say, oh, they figure it's their property. 
Well, you know, it's like a grenade. I, it's your grenade. I grab it. I pull the pin and throw it. And I, no, I suggest well, you not running yours. after it. I don't think you should go grab it. You, you should just say. Now it's yours. You know, so I don't want it anymore. Go after me then for taking it. That would make more sense. The Secret Society pissed off and go after Batman Superman. But, but they're too high level. You're not going to do that either. It's okay. And again, I need to know who the hell is a part of the Secret Society at this point. Because that's very interesting. Well, they, like they must be pretty powerful because they've reconnected the hand on Deadline. And brought Which a bunch can, of the I'm others. I'm okay with. They, they brought, brought Lady Vic back to yeah, life. Lady Vic's dead, and so they must have the some other, resurrection or the heretic, abilities. You want to call him killed her? Yeah, really. You end up where you've kind of you know screwed around. They, with they it. all but does fuck that off make because they real. No, no, it no. does not make it better. It does not make it better That's at all. But story they, over continuity. They all fuck off because somebody yells, "Oh my god, Grundy's going critical!" It, it doesn't mean it's true, but they yell it and they said, "We're not. It's not worth it." So. They take off, but we're in Slaughter Swamp. We, we finally got there, and thank God we have the Swamp Thing who came out to make sure that he could just stand there and give us some narration about, all right, time for you to go to sleep, Grundy. Grundy, Grundy going to go to sleep now. I'm like, all right. What, you didn't thank do a goddamn you. thing. We Swamp got our thing. favorite. Thank you. <laughs> the green knew Grundy needed to return to this place of creation. I'm here to help him along. My he favorite trusted part, you to get then. him here, as I did, to help him be cured. Yeah, my favorite part is now we're going to play Karma. Uh, the karma of now that he actually went back to the swamp, uh, you know, without really any sort of craziness, he might come back better later. I'm like, whatever. And again, that goes back to one of my stories I wanted to do. Yeah, so you end up with all this going down. And again, they try to get away. And this is where you get away with the story over continuity. This is how you fudge the stats. You say months ago w- when it starts. And then if anybody calls on you, you could say that meant seven million months ago. That meant two because you're like, hey, swamp thing. He's a new mirror. He can't leave that there. No, I said months ago. All right. No sense. And then you get the idea. Legitimately, just think of this. The snowstorm has nothing to do with anything in this entire story except Young Bruce never had a snowball fight. So what happens Alfred is – Alfred didn't like to get his tux wet. I'm like, that's bullshit. Alfred would have played with you so much back in the day. I don't know why you're saying this shit. And so what you get then is a snowball being thrown. Oh, my goodness. We're best of friends. But no, Take no, no, that. no. We're, we're best of friends. Superman throws a snowball, but can't help but talk shit. You know, if I threw that full speed, I'd knock your head oh, off. I, like, whoa, I, whoa, I whoa, thought whoa, he was Clark. going to. I thought he was going to. But yeah, then he's like, oh, man, you know, thanks a lot, bro. That's awesome. You know why I called you? Because I knew you'd answer. I'm like, yeah, because you're a dick to everybody else. That's why. Let's go go get Deadline and his crew, Clark, after a little bit more snowball fighting. Yeah, let's have a little little more snowball fight. Freaking Superman's blasting, heat blasting all the things around him. And then he does take the head off of Batman. But yeah, there you go. That's the only reason the why they have the snow. The only reason they had snow in this entire issue Look was to I have think they that did snowball some snow fight. Angels. Oh, they did. You're they a snow angel to me. They're like, hey, let's. Why don't we make a snowman and then we'll all get- of a sudden Batman and freaking Superman are like Michael Jackson. I never oh, had a childhood. That's gracious. You end up where they make a snowman and Superman's like, that's awesome. Go. Batman comes back later and puts on Alfred's coat. He's like, take that, Alfred. Now it's wet and he leaves. He's all fucked <laughs> up. He's like, take that. <laughs> oh yes, but yeah, there you go. There it Story is. Story of a continuity, everybody. Nonsense, complete nonsense. Just stacking I, I give this thing a fuck you after fire. thing after thing on top of each other to, to tell nothing. this Grundy story, which doesn't matter in the long run. I'm telling you, the idea of the you know, like I said, you even said in your barb of different Grundies coming back. The idea of that, love it. I want to see more people nope, do stuff like this, so it is that, actually though. more known to the audience and stuff like that. That you get more than hulking monster Grundy. 
he's WMD Grundy. He has radiation. He's going to explode. I'm like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm telling you, this story could legitimately be, oh, God, I'm Bruce. I got to call Superman. Hey, Superman. I was making a cake and I'm out of eggs. Come join me. And then they go get the eggs afterwards. They go, you know what? I love you, buddy. You're awesome. That's all these stories ever are. It's a, it's a stupid thing that's set up that that's not the concern. The concern of the actual story is never that. It's to get to the end to prove they're best friends and they love each other. That's what we get. And people always, and I think they're getting a little wary of it then. But that's all I kept saying. This is what we're going to get. In all of these rest of the books, even tonight, the idea of having a shit story, but end with the surface level, but, you know, fan service. Man, we're the world's greatest. and We love each hey, other. Look, best at the team. end, they smiled. Yeah, I love they it. smiled at Bruce. He took the caliph and then he smiled. It's awesome. He gets these characters. I don't care. I want look, a story. Jason Todd looked out the window at Batman and they were smiling <laughs> at each other. Yeah. Classic. What's going on now? I mean, this is why we I need to change. I can't the rest of that nothing story that didn't do anything, but oh they smiled. Oh, my God. A WMD Grundy, and they ended up helping him at the end? Oh, who would have thunk it? I, I want them to help Parasite Bat- for once and not screw him over. That guy gets screwed over all the time. I just I want Batman to get checked out for radiation now. He was all worried about Superman. That's but what I'm saying. The himself. rules don't – and that's the thing, too. That's more of my deal. You are a continuity guy. I haven't read as much as you. You've been reading comics most of your life, which you may hear in a story later. Yeah. But with that, uh, you have the idea that I like the rules to be followed within an issue, and I like synergy within books. This is even wrong in that. The idea that there's a snowstorm, you're like, oh, it throws you off. Then you got to swim. Then you got, and and the idea of the rules, radiation that doesn't matter to a human, but yet a you know a, a Superman might be in fact, yeah, really nonsense, nonsense. But there's Batman. That's why. How did we get Grundy to Arkham? And why, if anything, did we take him to Arkham? If we wanted to not know the whole deal, I'd say that this is the radiation that is going to kill Bruce in the future. (laughs) Got to get a hold of Tom King. This guy can't get away away from the radiation. It's all heaped up on each other. But at the end, yeah, nothing, nothing. And I love, too, where you have a lot of writers who seem to think that Swamp Thing can't function ever in winter. He just comes out. What up, bitches? Thank God. Yeah, really. At least they but get no, that I'm right. I'm going to give it a 5.5 because I, w- I like the idea that Joshua like Wilson took the time to talk about the idea of sw- who Solomon Grundy is and uh, what he is. Doesn't I make actually a take sense, it down from that out there. because I think that he just heard that and like, yeah, that sounds like a neat way to not really deal with anything. It's just to end up getting that ending. Hey, we can hopefully he'll be better next time. He's going to come out and he's going to wreck shit. I hope he comes out and just destroys a it's school. It's usually a painful death assholes. involved every time he dies. Maybe now that he gets to be laid down Thank quietly, you. restfully, and respectfully, I don't know that he's in, in, he can come back better. He's a WMD. I don't know that that's exactly laying down well, calm I, I he's like to think nuts. too. If you, if you want to take it as you know Solomon Grundy, not a zombie, but just take him as a person. Here he is, like sw- <laughs> like you know Batman and Superman got him there, but Swamp Thing's going to help him. <laughs> Grundy lays down, and then the, the freaking roots grab a hold of him. They are slowly drowning him as he's freaking out right there in the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> help me! Help me! Shh, go to sleep, Grundy. Thank Peace you. <laughs> Uh, it's all karma. Karma's a bitch, I hear. Instant karma right there. Uh, but yeah, so you'll go a little higher than me. I'm a little bit higher. Five. I'm a fuck you five. It's, it's not like good. The There's like aspects the of it to it I think are cool. It's just the story in general is just stacking shit on top of shit right now. And I'm like, there could have been something really interesting done here, but you decided to like, you know, blow that load for this one shot story before we hit freaking future state. Also, I better get woke. I think I said it was Andrea Brisson. It's Andre. 
<laughs> now that I'm looking at the, the spelling here, because I wanted to make sure I got the name right, because I did like the art. I don't you're, really you're not, up. <laughs> not familiar with uh, Brisson's art there, Andre. Uh, and I thought it was pretty good, except at points you end up having a Bruce Wayne who de-aged a bit and looked exactly like Nightwing, but that's fine. Looks like a Dick Grayson, but, you know, they always look alike. The one point where he's sitting there, though, when he gets hit by that snowball, I'm like, who's that youngster? Who's that young? And it was months hit by ago, there? Jim. That's true. <laughs> 2,000 months ago, but that's the end of this section. We're going to go off a little break and then come back and finish it up with two more books that are so good there. You're going to be so excited. Uh, Yes, here we go. He got his first real comic Got it at a five and nine Read it to his fingers bland Been reading comics most of his life him and some guys from school They had a book and they tried real hard Jay quit, Knuckles got married Youngest was never gonna get far When he looks back now Did he have a father ever? And now that he has a choice He told Jesse he would marry or never Ah, yes, Eric, you have read comics most of your life, but unfortunately, sometimes you have to read comics like the next two. Uh Uh, They're not all great, is what what happens. happens. It does. Uh, I'd like to have a fact check some of that song, though. Uh, I'm telling you, there's no (laughs) fact checking. I know that Knuckles was involved in the inking, is what (laughs) I said. He was, and then cuts, he was the colorist, Eric. Uh I know how things go. Uh, But we're going to have to take some fact checking on these next two books because they ain't good. And a lot of people gave me messages, oh, you were harsh, they tells me. And I said, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't because I think that I overrated one of these. And we'll see which one that is. Maybe. Maybe. You know, I I like to not get everybody so upset. But no, anybody nowadays under an eight, it seems like, oh, my. What are you doing with that? I mean, really? How How can you upset the? I love the idea of. I don't want to give under an eight because I don't want to upset the creators. I'm like, really? Like, I'm okay what, with are it. You, what are you in this game for? I mean, the thing is, if you're going to rate these books and try to finagle your way into saying they're good, who are you helping? Who, who are you helping? Because you're not helping me. That's, and nobody sitting there and could sit there. Oh, man, I trust that person who loves everything. You're going to make everybody poor. We don't have that much money to spend. Here we go, Eric. Wonder Woman number 769. Dude. Written by Mariko Tamaki. Art by Steve Pugh. Ramallah Fajardo Jr. and Pat Brousseau. I figured uh, I'd say Steve's name. Yeah. Pugh. Mariko Tamaki ends her run on Wonder Woman. Continue to change her entire liar liar story. I'm, I'm telling you right now. She's the liar liar, Eric, from what we got at the beginning. To try to make Emma a sympathetic character. Don't mind that we saw her cause the death of her own mother. And while Maxwell Lord isn't the greatest of guys, making him the ultimate villain because he wasn't involved as a father is ridiculous. I mean, look Daddy. at Eric's dad. Seriously. <laughs> he he might be a villain to Eric's heart, but seriously. Throw in the just recently revealed schizophrenia and this run and ending are a complete what are Emma's freaking powers? mess. Powers, it's the power to make me feel, Eric, and the the feeling is anger. I don't feel very good. So, with that, remember too, I believe that it was like, oh my God, she suffers from schizophrenia and epilepsy, and you never saw anything with that. 
I mean, really. But you go into this where we started off with the setup that Liar Liar was pissed off. We actually didn't even believe that she was actually Maxwell Lord's daughter. At one point, she was obsessed. She was confused. She was insane. And she ended up where, hey, mom, is Maxwell Lord my dad? No, you're a liar. And ends up causing her to smash into a truck and die. Now we get this retroactive deal that Maxwell Lord always knew it. We never really played that out. But even then... The call is that Maxwell ended up getting Emma after that accident. Remember, this is after she has killed her mother and gets her in the hospital, takes her kind of away and gets an experimental drug to give his daughter that will keep her powers in check. The powers that just killed her mother. She was using these. She was not good. She had problems. Also, as you retroactively go with all this, it's also a medicine that actually kind of solved her schizophrenia. The way it's played out here, the surface level deal of this is these pills ended up making her not be delusional, but she couldn't use her mind control power. Where's Maxwell Lord, the villain in all of this? All right, really? yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Let's take a step back out of the Maxwell Lord territory, because let's just say Emma was in the hospital. She was being given pills to combat her, combat her powers and her you know, mental state at that point in time. When did she get out of the hospital? When did she get an apartment on her own? And when did she steal Maxwell Lord Tech and make a freaking app out of it to go and try to – was it just to get her daddy's attention at that point? But and when was all the lead to this? When did she learn to do any of this tech where you're seemingly saying she was stuck in a hospital all her life getting fed pills? Now, if she ends up that she is allowed – she was in the apartment building that Wonder Woman's living at. I think Wonder Woman has a little bit of Kishunda behind her. This is not the worst of things. How'd she get that apartment? And if she did, what you're telling me then is that Maxwell Lord, as a not-involved father, that's bad. Hey, you know, but them's the break sometimes. The medicine had to have been the thing that allowed her to then function as a normal person. Now, if you end up, and I'm saying normal, that's not right. And please, if you're going to get all mad at me about getting woke and stuff you know like what that, saying. my wife has a, a pretty much the disorders that are in this book in real life that I, and please, that's so why okay I get mad about sucks, this. You know no, that's why I get mad about it because this is surface level nonsense. Don't yell at me about this, but she is allowed to get out of the hospital. Somebody has said that she can go she can and she seemingly was having a decent enough life because she's still then, a minor and then she starts going off but she seems to live by herself nothing makes sense right so then this is the thing if you tell me and this i'm making it up because we don't get anything here these pills had to have allowed her to be released from the hospital correct it seems that we don't get that but she's not not the problem is then when I never she's saw her out, take the pills. well, when she's out, that's the problem is when she got out, it seemingly she stopped taking them because she had her powers back. So again, again that, what are that's her powers? not Maxwell Lord, but they said it was mind control deal. We saw that's that. The thing is, then she changed. seems to be doing what Maxwell does, where she can push ideas into people through the app at some points through like words or stuff like that, like we saw before like when she killed her mother. But in this issue, when she is the brave knight who has to kill the father of lies, the king of lies, and the evil ice queen, it seems that she is altering reality around her. Well, the thing is, that's the way Mariko Tamaki's playing this. The idea of the mind control is, I'm going to mind control you to see what I see. She ends up saying, show me what you see. Okay, I'm going to would you would you your mind. But again, that's not through an app. That's through the deal. She needed an app. That, like, nothing made sense. Again, the idea that I'm even coming up with that she got released from the hospital, stopped taking her medication, that made her turn evil again. 
by my and and you can tell me well she's got problem she sent a nuclear bomb to blow up washington dc this is beyond just oh my god you know maxwell lord wasn't nice to me when i was a kid she has to be controlled she does and even when wonder woman says that she understands listen emma I understand, you know, when Maxwell Lord, he saw you having the same abilities, but he ended up doing bad with them. So he wanted to stop you from that. That doesn't seem like a villain again. There are times where this story to try to finagle the way that Emma is a sympathetic character is nonsense from what we saw and even nonsense when she tries to explain it here. And then you have to have the end where, oh, my God, Maxwell Lord is evil. He's showing her how to play chess. This doesn't make sense. And And when is that happening and how? I don't know, because that's not his power set either. That's what I'm saying. These Like, is that a delusion in her mind because I don't understand the character? We'll never know. And I don't think Mariko Tamaki knows. This is the thing. People are like, oh, my God, this shows the compassion of Wonder Woman. Yeah, it does. Just like all these other bullshit stories where you have shit on shit. And then at the end, oh, you know what? I'm compassionate. I'm going to help you. That doesn't change well, the crap yeah, that the came before. The whole part of the story seems to be hinged on the idea when the source wall broke, Emma, for some reason, saw her father's background of his mind in another timeline where he died. I'm like, why did she sense. see this? <laughs> None of it makes sense. None of that. You want to tell you want to do this as a story. You don't need the ultimate villain in this. And I know that some people have played the idea that what Mariko Tamaki is doing is she needs to have the man being the villain. I don't even think that. I think that she just has written a bullshit story that she couldn't finagle out of and then forces it. There doesn't really have to be a villain here. You can have a girl who needs help. And then Wonder Woman realizes this and finally does give it to her. Maxwell Lord, in the meantime, Every explanation of what he's done ends up where you're combining powers that she has used to kill or try to blow up half the eastern seaboard with with her delusions. And the medicine, we don't even know because Maxwell Lord is in a coma. He could come out and say, I didn't do anything with the powers. I knew that she had delusions and that was the medication as a side effect. Her powers were done, whatever. But even that, you end up having Emma. Oh, you know, you guys want to forget me. You guys, no, no. Really, what Maxwell did is try to help you, I guess, because when you went out on your own and stopped taking that medication, you went right back to trying to kill everyone, not just Maxwell Lord, everyone you were controlled. You controlled a guy who had the codes, the launch codes for crying out loud. And just some random mother at a grocery store to go freaking, you know, driving the people at Denny's who were then going to shoot each other. This is what she caused. Yes. If you want to go with that idea, like we said, that. Interesting things with me would be the idea that it is Maxwell Lord's daughter. Yes, she has the mind control, but because of the way she is, it actually is making her delusional as well. Now we have to figure that out. We have to figure out what we can do to get through with these powers, but also deal with the. But it's just shoved aside of, oh, he gave her pills. We don't know what they are. They already said, oh, man, that's way above my pay grade. There's Abba. I don't know what they are, but they seem to. But they cured her of both of her problems. And then the idea that they try to make it, well, he's keeping you down. The whole idea of this is Mariko Tamaki is trying to pull a story where, you know, her father's trying to make her something different. No, if you really look at her father helped her for a bit. Now, maybe she needed a little more, you know, therapy, things like that. But we don't know. We never saw that. It was just thrown in at the end. And then with the idea where Max Lord may have been trying to help. 
But then he's got his brain scrambled and all the heroes are always after him. Who knows? We don't know. Just to get to a bullshit ending where Wonder Woman's like, listen, I'm going to help you. I'll send you to the Amazon embassy and you can play chess. I'm like, really? That's how we're ending this? And where we always have these problems, we're going to have it next issue where, you know, some people come on a long run. They're trying to tie things up in a couple of issues. This wasn't a long run. This is a very small run in comparison with some. She still can't get the basic stats of her own writing to kind of fashion an ending. It's nonsense. It's complete and utter nonsense. There you go. Because the idea of this is just, it's everything just thrown at you, changed to make Emma. Oh, man, I feel, do you feel sorry for her? Do you no. feel anything with her? Because we don't even understand. Well, I'm still still trying to figure out the fight that Wonder Woman and Emma have in this whole thing. Because yes, Wonder Woman takes off the you know the golden lasso there and says, "Show me what you see." So when we do get to see Emma's fantasy world. You know, Wonder Woman gets to see her. She is becomes a gigantic Ice Queen, not an Evil Queen, but an Ice yeah, Queen. Evil this one Queen. For it some was reason. at the end of last issue. I want the Evil Queen. I want the Evil Queen. Now she's the Ice Queen. Now she's the Ice Queen, a giant you know ice monster giant, and she is fighting for some reason. In this though, in the fantasy world that Emma has in her mind, she has a spear that then becomes a sword but in the real world where they are fighting she has nothing so is this going to affect wonder woman or even when she has her bunny turn into a giant bunny snake dragon and attacks wonder woman what is going on in the real world during this whole thing is her power now that she is like you it know, would showing be funny thing, like is this actually happening i don't to think wonder it woman? is maybe it's one of those if you believe something like they say if you die maybe. in a dream yeah what I want to see is you Who's pull that? out Freddy Krueger. You, you, no, everybody, you, you pull out there, yeah, Freddy Krueger <laughs> and Beetlejuice. I don't know. You end up with this Candyman. I'd love it. They pull out as this is going on, and it looks like two people, pretty much Star Wars kid, going at each other and jumping around and falling all over the place in real life with nothing. Like, what are they doing? But yeah, so you end up where it's just again. I I said this three issues ago. I, I saw it coming. The idea that they're not going to let Wonder Woman beat the crap out of a little girl. Once you ended up saying she has a disability, she has a mental problem there with the schizophrenia and the epilepsy, I think it was. Uh, you're not going to let you can't have Wonder Woman just punch the problem away. Now, now she has to use her compassion, which they try to force in. But again, you set up a bit. What is going on nowadays where you get villains and these villains always have to be like everybody's Batman out of nowhere. Like, I can't do that. I got to. It never works. It really doesn't. But this is, again, the same story that we keep getting with Wonder Woman. She always ends up running into somebody who's pissed off, tried to kill everyone, and she has to go, oh, I'm just going to help you because nobody was there for them. And it, it ends again. Maxwell Lord wasn't there for you. Now I'm going to have to teach you that that's not bad because, hey, my dad, I had issues with him as well. And I went, Emma, what? You killed your mother too? Oh, no, no. We can oh, go no. talk to my I'm mother right monster. now. I love my mother. I, you know. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work from what we had at the start to what this is. If this was set up originally as a girl who, because of her, I'm telling you, you could go with this mind control deal, could end up going a little wonky in some people, and it could be causing other problems. I don't mind that at all. Show it from the beginning. Show what you're doing with the character. Don't set up your character to be a dead-end character there who has killed, who has done all this, to try to wrap it all around at the end to say, oh, look, Wonder Woman figured it out. No, you just threw shit at us at the end to make it this way. Hey, uh, it's nonsense. During the fight as well, when Mulaney, the uh, the rabbit, starts yeah. talking to Wonder Woman about how yeah, she I... never fed me carrots. She only fed me rabbit food. <laughs> she how kept would they know me that? in a cage. 
Now, is that Emma talking through the rabbit That's or is that promise. actually what the rabbit's saying to my, Wonder my Woman? My issue with it is, like I said, how would Emma know that he wasn't? So you're getting the idea it has to be the rabbit. I don't know. Because the, Emma wouldn't know that there wasn't carrots. She wasn't there. It was when Wonder Woman was keeping her, keeping Melanie. And I am then. actually worried about Melanie, though, because when we do move Emma to the to the Amazon embassy, which for some mm. reason she gets off on all the destruction she caused and has just yeah. become, you know, I, even, like even the semantics salvation, of freaking, what's it, not sanctuary to yeah. the M- Amazon Where embassy. Where does Wonder Woman go into this and say to the authorities, hey, whoa, 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 you know, she, yeah, she kind of did launch a nuke, but we're going to take her to the embassy. Diplomatic immunity. If yeah, you would have spelled I, it out that her mom was Amazonian at the beginning, some wacky, but then, then it would make more sense. I don't see the rabbit here sitting with her. She's playing no. chess with the other Amazon, so I don't know what happened to that rabbit or why the American government or any kind of government in this, in the, in this world that's going to allow a person who can shoot nuclear weapons at it, things, you know, why they would be able to have because sanctuary given here. Aside. Things get pushed aside. And I like this... Uh, deal where you end up having this thing with Antiope where it's like hey she's a powerful force she is a lot we're all a lot (laughs) what are you talking about but with that I don't know if you realize but they end up having the cookbook on the embassy to serve rabbit we don't know which we don't know which way it's going there we don't we don't know which way also they're very big on Welsh uh, recipes I heard nobody the is uh, so well they like a lot of rabbit and those I hear so big troubles the Welsh big don't even like that <laughs> yeah well really no the Scots really the Scots are uh, wishing they had the Welsh but you end up here that that like they say the the smallest book great Scottish chefs Eric you end up with this whole deal where she's playing chess oh my god look at her she's having such a grand old time not even a mention of what are we doing to help her with the powers also chess. her schizophrenia and things well, like Bobby that Fisher maybe what's gonna happen in all of this because she could just start mind controlling people anyway but instead of that now we have the uh you know the pen pal mental abilities of a Maxwell Lord who still seems to be in a coma. Now he can reach out and talk to his daughter over great is spans of Is that a power that he has now or a new power that she has now? Or is it just connection they have out we, of nowhere since they are had, father and daughter? We've had screwed up Maxwell Lord shit this whole time anyway. And also, I want to know what happened to that guy who made that crazy app that makes the androids come out of the sea. Uh, what is going on? This book Throw is that just a, tech. And I see people, man, this was a great run. I, I'm so sad that this is over. Really? I mean, really? The, these stories are not, they can't even keep it straight with itself. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. Mariko Tamaki is one Eisner's. I don't think she cares as much about superhero books. I think that she wants to write her, you know, standard deal that she writes, you know, of teenage stuff and, and going on with that. And then she does this. In my mind, I hate to be mean, but it seems like that's the way you get your brand up. That's the way you get you're going to get more people reading a Wonder Woman at a point and then they'll come over to your other things. But I'm not going to read any of her stuff anymore, except I have to because I'm detective. just happy at the end of this whole thing that Maxwell Lord didn't turn out to be a wish master. Well, <laughs> he is, I think. Look at him. Even the idea that he's like reaching out and <laughs> play to win. I'm like, really, you're using all that ability to just tell her not to use the rook to queen? I mean, really, do something better with your time there, Max. Way more advice than my father ever gave me. It is true. At least <laughs> this is the, the most. And, and again, is this, though, as again, you can look at it and everything that I see being pushed as a Maxwell Lord is bad. Oh, my God, he's bad. Look at him. He didn't pay attention to her as a kid. But, gave her, the medi- but gave her a medicine 
to do this. In this book, though, everything that they explain, can you believe that Maxwell Lord found out that he had a daughter and ended up getting her the medicine that would help her? I mean, the nerve of this guy at this end could just be him trying to make up for lost time. He's like, I just wanted to get involved in the game. Now, he looks a little evil doing it, but really all he's doing is helping her win a game of chess. This is a great father. Right there, Maxwell Lord has done, more, has done more for her than both of our fathers have done. I, I wish that my dad came to one of my hockey games one time and said, Imagine hey, if he would have let score. you go and try to become an archaeologist. Come on, yeah. he helped you out big time. No. Hey, well, he didn't know that. I'm telling you, if I was on a <laughs> fast knew break. you. <laughs> if I was on a fast break <laughs> and all so, of son. a sudden I end up, I'm, I get this mind control. My dad is reaching out because he's not leaving the couch, Jared. This would be perfect for him. And he says, the goalie's bad on the glove side. Thank you, daddy. Boom. I'd score and say, yo, that's for you, daddy boy. And then I'd go home and give him a hug. We'd have the greatest relationship right now. I'd actually be sad the guy's dead. I'm not because I didn't get this. So where is it? She even looks scared. Ah, what's this? It's your dad trying to help you win a game. You're playing chess. Jesus Christ. You're playing chess where it seems like Mariko Tamaki's been playing checkers this whole run, Eric. It's nonsense. It's complete nonsense. And then it ends with, oh, Wonder Woman, she's good. (laughs) It doesn't make sense, Eric. Go with it, Eric. What do you give this? 3.5 out of 10. Thing is, the art's not a problem with this, and it never has been. It's just the story goes nowhere. You try to make Emma a sympathetic character with the mental disabilities that she has right now, but it never works out in the end. I don't know what her powers are. I don't know what Maxwell Lord's powers are at this point. It just falls flat completely from where we started this run with. And it just, I, I wanted to go somewhere and it just never did. Just think of like big villains in real life. You know, yeah. you, could, you could name a bunch and, and they've Hitler. done, the, yeah, that's who you kind of think of a lot. Just say that after, big you know, in real life. Gotcha. At, at, the, at the end of World War II, they're like, oh my God, the guy has, <laughs> it's too late now. He, he has done bad, she's done bad things. You can't just. Push that aside and say, oh, now we're going to tell you this. That's right, Superboy Prime. Yeah, really. But we don't get any sort of redemption here of him doing something without anybody knowing, Eric, doing it for the good of all. Not even doing it for that, just getting to reset. But yeah, I'm at a four out of ten. I did like the art. I saw people not liking Steve Pugh. And uh, I, I, no, I dig the art in this. That's never been a problem. It's just trying to follow along. The story is there. I'm telling you, the art is I can I can follow along. I think as I say, I could follow along. I don't know if we're in a fantasy land. We're in freaking you know the mind constructs. What's going on? I don't know what her power set is, and that's not Steve Piss's fault. That is the storytelling's no. fault. I'm telling you, when I talk to you, I'm in a fantasy land. Like a fantasy land, a sexy fantasy land. I'm gonna catch my breath. I'm screaming. I'm gonna. I'm losing my. Voice. Why? Because I get mad. I started jumping around in my seat. I almost fell at one point. I get too excited. Oh, I care too much. It's fine, Eric. man. It's my big heart, and I say that it's because it's enlarged from all of the heart disease. Yeah, yeah. It's not that I care more. Action Comics number one thousand and twenty-eight. Woo! We're almost at the end of this, Eric. We're almost at the end of this deal podcast here this week, but we're at the end. Of Brian Michael Bendis' run on the Superbooks. The reign is Woo! ended. The reign, the reign of terror is over. And, and when I say I evil know, people. Cheer, Joy, a wolf. When, I, when I, say, I, I think that maybe you sat on something. I, <laughs> I, when I said think of a villain, I actually did meet Brian Michael Bendis. Action Comics number 1028, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by John Romita Jr., Klaus Janssen, Brad Anderson, and Dave Sharp. If you're wondering why Bendis hasn't been loved at DC, 
Just look at how he's ended Young Justice, Superman, and now Action Comics. He doesn't get the characters he's writing or the universe he is writing in. So he always tries to make sense of it all by answering questions nobody's ever asked and then fool people by giving them generic feel-good moments at the end as if that makes two and a half years of garbage smell better. The best part of this Action Comics, though, is we also get John Romita Jr. art so that our eyes can hate it as much as our brains, Eric. There you go. And yes, and... This is nonsense. I, at one point, I thought Jimmy was going through a bunch of changes in his life. He looked That's like right. a girl I thought at one what point. we were dealing with the Superman family that were actually on a different Earth of cavemen. <laughs> Oh, it's Caveman <laughs> Superman family. Look at oh, that. Oh, no. That Caveman Superman family added again. I, I had one page that I ended up getting just the panel, and I said, did, did John now age about 80 years and become a zombie? Because he looks terrible. But what you end up getting in this issue, first off, I said that, you know, he ends these books in ways that he answers questions nobody's asked. He tries to make sense of the nonsense he never made sense of and ends up making it worse. He convolutes it now. We talked about, and I mentioned, the end of Young Justice. Well, did we really end it? Because we're still going to try to end it in this with Connor. And still makes it worse than it was before because he can't figure out how Connor could make sense in this universe. Who knows him? Who doesn't? Why Superman doesn't? Why the Kents do? Well, the worst part is he set all that shit up. There's no reason that we have to do this right now because the only thing is – he brought Connor back and didn't know what the fuck to do. He just brought it back because, you know, he's like – He had a roster Justice, before huh? he understood how it exactly. was. Exactly. So yeah, we have to bring this happened. character back. We already had a Superboy in the new 52 and, you know, DCYOU era that was in Teen Titans that was, you know, different. People didn't like that era. So he's like, okay, I'm going to be a hero. I'm going to bring this, you know, pre-Flashpoint version back. But he didn't know who the character was. He didn't understand how the timelines work. I think he thought it was a different freaking Earth that we're dealing with going forward. So it's – all right. Uh, the character's back and – um Robin, he remembers him now, but why didn't he remember before? Somebody messed with their minds magically, I think Zatanna said at one point, which didn't really play out later on. So it was because of the Flashpoint. But even with that, people close to Connor, oh, they remembered him, but others didn't, you know, like a Superman here. But I guess that's just the multiversal conundrum, huh? Yeah, and that's the thing. Really, all these characters characters are mainly, uh, you're in. He didn't even know. That's not nice to say. He didn't even know better than to tie in that missing five years. Like, you had some things that they've thrown out before, whether or not it makes complete sense. But when you end up having a Superman who doesn't remember the character, but yet everybody else seemingly does, but in different ways. Well, not only that, because you're never going to be able to make sense of it. If you go with the idea, because we just want to say, you know, it's like, you know, oh, the flashpoint happened, everything was erased, and like, so nobody remembered. And, you know, Gem World was there, and Gem World didn't change, but we kind of saw that Gem World did change because that at one point, even during his Young Justice run, the idea was all of these crises happened. It's been doing sending reverberations throughout Gem World and the God Sphere, and they're going to get to, and then that just kind of fizzled. Oh no, it was Dark Lord Opal. It was nothing that, that we set up before. But the thing is, if you go to the like, okay, we're going to reveal how Connor was able to do this. Oh my God, Dr. Glory sent him to Gem World. Flashpoint happened, and he's been on Gem World ever since. He's back, and he doesn't understand why nobody, I'm like, how, how does Dr. Gloria remember? Why did she retain her memories of what she sense. did before? It doesn't make sense because he doesn't understand the universe. Multiversal he doesn't conundrum. understand. The t- At one point, he's like, yeah, Superman, you've been in all the multiverses. I mean, every single one of them you've been in. 
but that doesn't make sense. Well, because- even when you, you you bring it back to the whole thing of Connor Kent. All right, we have one more issue left. We've been doing the Superman family stuff. Young Justice isn't around anymore. We need to tie in a few more things. You remember how we had you know Ray Palmer and Mr. Terrific, how they were looking into Connor's conundrum right now. We're going to figure out who this guy is. Why don't people remember him? And all we deal with in this whole thing is like, all right, we, did, we ran our test, Connor. Turns out that you're going to be okay. You might even age like, you know, like have a longer life than most people, but at some point your powers may disappear. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, as what I'm reading this, I'm like, talking about? Huh? Yeah, yeah. That's oh. exactly. Oh, yeah, I thought you were asking me. I'm no, like, no, no, I'm no. I'm saying, I'm like, I thought, did, did, because I what you book? just no. said makes complete sense. Because I said, huh? I'm, re- I'm reading this and I'm wondering to myself, the thing is, Connor knows who he is. He knows where he came from, his backstory, everything that he's dealt with. He knows. So the idea that we're telling Connor all this, but nobody's actually going with the idea of the big revelation that bothered Connor back in the pre-flashpoint, the idea that he will perpetually be looking like a 16-year-old boy. He's not going to age like, yes, he'll get older in years, but his body will stay the same age this whole time. Like and, and That think is something to discover, but he already knows this. Everything else, but out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, we also found out that your powers might go away. I'm like, here's why? the problem. And here's and which the problem. One, the with Kryptonian this. or the TK yeah. powers? Because he doesn't know this. And the problem is, is that I don't think Brian Michael Bendis can get shit straight in his mind. He's saying that this is the Connor that avoided Flashpoint. This, so it's that Connor. He's not going to have new problems or new questions. But also, that's it's him. The, the way he is here, it's the Connor that existed in the 90s before that character evolved in yeah, the 2000s. that's what I'm saying. And so when he's trying to – but the idea of, oh, you're going to have this lifespan, he heard at some point, I guess, that Connor always had a problem with you know growing old. But it wasn't because he was afraid to grow old and die. It was because he was never aging in the way that he looked like his actual age. Like it was a big deal when, when he first found out that he was a, a clone. Like he always thought he was a clone of Superman. But then when he found out he was a clone of a mix of Lex Luthor and Superman, this bothered him for a long time. Even the idea like we talked about – like they talked about in this issue where the kill switch. But Lex Luthor had a switch that could take over Connor's body if he wanted to. And Which like, he you know, knows that that's not a thing. He says, I don't have that. No, no, I'm, I'm talking he, about the idea of the kill switch, but no, the, like when he found this out previously that Lex, you know, could take control of his body, it was a big problem. And then when he found out that he's going to perpetually be the 16 year old, that bothered him too. But the idea that, you know, oh, you're going to have a long life, buddy, but then powers, they might go one day. Who knows? And I'm like, yeah, why do that? Why, why do you, that? You're and leaving not, this And not character. even this. You're throwing it out there with an uncertainty. And why? <laughs> yeah, I'd actually say right here as they're doing, hey, you might run out of powers. It's it's a shame that you don't know somebody who like goes in the future a lot that might be able to look into that. Like like uh, John, all he has to say is, "John, can you check out if I lost my powers at any point?" Yeah, well, after the great disaster, back. we lost a lot of That's stuff. We think that Damian you know, might go I'm bad saying, someday. We don't the know. The whole deal of this though future is future. why are you setting up this character that may lose his powers eventually? Just throwing it out there in the final the issue. Is, the guy brought if him in out of nowhere enough? and ruined a lot of shit with him. Freaking got rid of all of the evolution the thing he had for like 15 years and then out of nowhere he's like, well, I'm off this. I better fuck something else up for somebody else going forward. I'm like, I'm telling you, he must hang out with the guy like Lyle Little Information is what I'm going to call this guy because Brian Michael Bennett seems to have heard little bits but nobody else can end up giving him more on it like hey i heard that connor was really upset about getting old 
well, what about that? What was it? I don't know anymore. And then he goes and writes it. Or they say, hey, I'm going to get this thing together. We're going to get Connor and Jeff. Oh, they don't really know each other in this. Why is that? I don't know. And well, he just not goes and he, he makes you, up things in his head. We can say that's bad enough as it is, but he goes above and beyond because not only does he do that, but he calls over buddies. Hey, Greg Rucka, Matt Fraction, come over here. You want to fuck up something? All right, let's work with that shit because even the idea that we have in this issue that going forward, Jimmy Olsen is the owner of the Daily Planet. I'm like, wow, that's fucked up. Yeah, it is because it happened in Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen that Matt Fraction was doing where you found out that Which somewhere ended in July. the line and in July we finally caught up with the action Yeah, we book. finally caught but up. The idea that the Luthers and the Olsons, they used to have like, you know, there were star-crossed lovers, a baby was born. So the Luther fortune is half the Olsen fortune. They can do with what they want. You know, Jimmy has you know half of it. He can do what they want. So Luther has half what he can do what he wants. I don't know how that works out with that because in that book, I know there was Lex Luthor and, and like that goes against the Apex Predator stuff and the death metal stuff. But you just really ruined everything where it was, you know, Lex came from nothing and Smallville. He was a self-made man and all this other stuff. Now he's had a family fortune this entire time. You just fucked up Lex Luthor but a little what, bit. What, yeah. And now you're going back to the New 52 yep. with with the idea that Jimmy Olsen, starting in the New 52, he was a billionaire. He had all this high-tech gadget to do whatever he wants. We got rid of that because it was silly. Now we're right back to it. I'm like... Why, why would you do that? And just even think the, of if this. you go back yeah. to the DCYU, it's like somebody decided DC, we need to reveal Superman's identity. They did That's it for what a I was year. Just say. Thought they, fu- they realized they fucked up and retconned that shit and then got rid of it. And now we're right back to where we were with that. It's again, I'm like, why are we yeah, taking one think step that. forward, two steps back? And it's always, except, I mean, Brian Michael Bendis, either as the balls or the, 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 not the mental capacity to realize that at the end of the DCYU, right before Rebirth, before he got to DC, They ended up revealing the identity of Superman in a story called The Truth. He did the same thing, called it the same thing, and made it seem like it's never been done. Then you do this with the Matt People are going gaga about that Jimmy Olsen book. I tried to read it. I couldn't. And you end up with, can you get that? Jimmy Olsen's rich. No, no, no. We had this. We had this at the end of the new 52 again, right before Rebirth, where Jimmy ended up getting his family. You and I joked about it because every time it seemed that we would be brought up in the continuity of the new 52, it seemed like he had a little bit less money. He was was spending it like crazy. I mean, he ended up and then finally his parents came back and, where's our money? Because he was just throwing it all over. At that point, you had Lex by the Daily Planet. So you even had that conundrum deal of what they're saying here. Oh, I don't want to have, you know, Lex buy it. He did in this continuity. Now you could say Superman, Superman Reborn, Reborn but it do. still is out because there. Because why did he buy that? Because he would have the cape of the dead Superman which never None died now because Superman now. Reborn. But what you're doing is just the same story again. You're Even doing though Lana story, and New Superman the got their powers from that, but yeah, that doesn't yeah. matter. I'm telling you, all that kind of goes together and whatnot, but you're just retelling stories and you're doing it at the end of runs and yeah, I like the point where Jimmy says that, you know, Perry is still fully in control. I like that. And he even takes a picture. As he For said, now. You have complete control. But then Jimmy <laughs> gets dark as hell and goes in you have and complete leans control in. For now, in my oh mind, my shit God. can get bad real quick for the way you're talking about this. He ends up taking the picture of when he says it just to show. And like that is almost that's weird already. I say to you, hey, I'm going to give you this. I take a picture of hey, you smiling. Aren't I chief? All, all I'm going to do then is like, you like smiling like this because you better oh, no. follow my rules. Because then he goes, congratulations, chief. And then so nobody else hears. He pulls in and says, it's okay. I call you chief. Right, chief. And I'm telling you, oh, right there, it's the most villainous thing I've you, ever seen. You like having some place to live? 
chief? Yeah, like you mind if I ever write your wife, chief? <laughs> Whoa, yeah, Jimmy, you're things gonna, gonna get weird fast. Whatever the fuck I want, right, chief? And I'm like, oh crap, Jimmy's gone crazy. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> with that though, ghost. Well, Superman probably hears this and he's like, yeah, I'm not dealing with that crap. Uh, go back even to the later, Star. I, I, I love. Love showing the superficial Lois as well. Be nice to your rich Uncle Jimmy. (laughs) Uh, But then you're going to go back to the, you know, Hall of Justice where they're looking into Connor. We get information that in the book itself. Hey, Connor. uh, Yeah. You know that thing about you wanting to know if you're going to die a regular lifespan? No, I don't because I didn't ask that. Well, it's good because you're a clone and that's something that comes up. Yo, and uh, then Mr. he even says, he's like, I Mr. didn't Terrific. need to know that. Ma- Michael, I, I really just wanted to know like why people, certain people remember me and why others don't. That's but all we need to know. Your power is going to be gone one day, maybe. <laughs> Where do you get that? Even the idea and- that they're so excited and the whole thing, even after Connor leaves this whole thing, he's like, Connor Kent is proof the universe rebooted its time. I'm like, well, you know, Wally was out there before that, but you know, when it was a big deal when that happened. And then Bart came around the same time as Connor, but you know, it's it's been around like, you know, Michael Holt. You might have looked into some shit. Why is Barry keeping everything you to know, himself? We've had Thomas. I mean, there's a lot of shit going down. And even with that, like you're thinking about these powers, like where do we see like this fluctuation? Where are we getting all this? I mean, now it's like Franklin over the Fantastic Four. Oh my, your powers. And why? Why do that? I don't understand. And so you end with that and like, hey, what what are you thinking about there, kid? Ah, feeling like I don't have a home. Home? Well, let's go to Smallville. Let me introduce well, you even to some before people that, I already introduced you to. Well, even before that, like, why does Ma and Pa remember Connor and all these other people? Remember? But why don't I, being Superman, remember? Because, like, so with everything you've been through, I think it's brilliant. This is the only thing you don't remember. You're very lucky, Superman. Like, that didn't tell me a gut. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's why he's Mr. Terrific, Eric. He terrifically avoids the question. He can't be called out on anything. Uh, that's I'm surprised, like. That doesn't make sense. Can you, un, you know, explain it a little more? Fair play. And then he's just like, fuck you. Like, even I, the I got idea that Connor thinks he doesn't have a home to go to, but, you know, he, we've already dealt with mom and pa remembering being happy as hell that he was there, hugging the shit out of him. All but he says, tries to replay I don't this. have a home to go to. Well, that last part isn't true because we know someplace. And, like, this is where he was living when he was sent to Gem World. So, and, like, he was even going to, like, high school in Smallville. So, all this part, he can just, you know, fall back into his life. Kind of, except for that Superman not only outed his identity, but now he outed Connor's identity as well. But the old deal. But I mean, they're your parents. They're not mine. Connor says to Superman, he's like, but they raised you too. They did? Here we go again. Because this is going against everything before again. This is nonsense. This doesn't make sense. He's lost his power to think. I, I, You know, what is he? Just become a moron? They are? I don't under. I'm your brother. <laughs> what is going on here? The problem was Superman didn't. Ah, uh, uh, so they go back again. You end up where you'd already set up that Batman has rigged this whole deal because remember the whole identity reveal was going to give us a thousand stories, but all we ended up doing was making retroactive deals of how the people who should be in big trouble aren't. The Daily Planet can blast off like a rocket ship or whatever the hell that does. And also Smallville's protected by this crazy gadget deal of Batman that we never saw. They go there and Superman says, oh, you know, they're protected. I'm not going to tell you, but they're protected. And I'd feel better if you were here as well. 
oh, really? Okay. And then we go down, they hug and kiss. Then, oh, no. Like, they think Crypto's going to show up like a rabid dog. And, and But he was nice to Superboy Prime, Eric. He loves everybody. And then he comes in like, oh, right. I'm like, really? This is what people were telling me. It's such a great ending with Crypto. <laughs> Really? Well, the thing is, we're putting freaking a pin in Connor Kent for this time period, but we have to go off now because we still have the, the rest of the Superman family to do. Supergirl is like, it's been good seeing everybody, but I got to go do Supergirl stuff. Now we're just left with John and his pa freaking Superman. So we're calling him pa, but we're just left with Superboy and Superman here. And they're not ready just to call it a day. We can go off and do some more super stuff. So I just, I think it's the funniest thing where it's like, hey, uh, son, you just want to go get some tacos and go home? No. We got some more Superman stuff to do. So what if it, John comes back from the 31st century? This is like every other freaking teenager that comes home from college. All he wants to do is spend his parents' money because they go and sp- like buy all these pizzas or something for the homeless. I'm telling you, there's all these things. I'm like, yes, you are Superman and you are Superboy. You do not have super funds, though. So, like, where is this money coming from that you are spending on, like, feeding the homeless of Metropolis at this point in time? Because I'm like, what are you doing? Because... What, what about Lois? Like, why do we have to go and have father-son time? And not only with, like, feeding the homeless and taking care of some, like, you know, school buses and whatnot, but then we have to have Batman and Damien teaming up because this takes place before Damien, you know, was Robin no more. Yeah, so Superman, they say, Batman, yeah. Superboy, Again, and Robin. Again, these, these little the asides are the there penguin. because he fucked up. I know, the penguin. The penguin, the penguin doesn't penguin. make any sense for what we've seen with this whole thing, him going off and doing it. Like, as much as I would love the penguin to go back and just become a regular supervillain doing crazy umbrella shit – that's not the character right now. So just saying he was off doing villain stuff and we took him down while we continue on with Bendis' weird way of the Penguin talking with his Wii app. Yeah, Wii app. Yeah, not <laughs> lovely. You also have uh, such classics where people are saying, but at the end, you get – see, you really get Superman. When John and, and Superman are talking about the future, hey, what's, what's up with that future? John says 1,000 years from now, <laughs> ego and intolerance are still a thing. Here's Superman's thing. That is fascinating or maybe reassuring. Oh, it's reassuring that there's intolerance. I love this. And then he says, there's always got to be a yin and a yang. I'm like, nah, there doesn't always have to be. And even John says, they thought they evolved, but they have gadgets or whatever. John doesn't know what the hell he's talking about from what I read. He's just making up shit. But then he says, there's a girl. Right away, Superman says, Saturn girl. Oh, man, how did you know? I sense things. He says, well, I do have super senses. What does that mean? What, what do we get? Maxwell Lord abilities here through time and space where he senses things. She also remember, <laughs> also remember though that John, he's kind of got the brain of a 12 year old still, which then comes into play where you end up having, you know, such great things as changing a tire on the bus. I can only think that that tire, nothing was wrong with it. They're just showing off. But while there's changing it, there's a little kid who yells, Hey, you should team up with Robin. That's all you should ever do. And that is a jab at all the people who were upset that John was aged and couldn't be in the Super Sons. Hey, hey, listen here, dick. And that's I don't even care. He's being a dick because he doesn't even get why people were mad that John ended up getting aged. It wasn't just about the Super Sons. This character, I had people, well, you got to progress the character sometime. This is a character that had only been around for two years when he did that. This is a new character. John has not been around. We barely saw him get his powers before he ended up yanking it away, plus and other things. Don't do that bullshit there. He even said in a tweet when it came out when people were mad, Oh, what do you want to see, John? Like, do homework and chores and play video games? 
No, yeah, we kind can see of. I don't Superboy mind. Stuff, yeah, though. you could do other things, and even through this, like, thing, like, he, that, like even the idea of him thinking he did everybody a favor by aging him, but he didn't do any legwork to age him up. He first said, nothing at all. Black hole, Earth three, volcano, seven years. He's back and he's okay. I'm like, no, there's there's a lot that would have happened I re- if that I is really the case. Think, I really think he thought that the character of John was around longer than it was because he just knew him as Superboy, and he's like, oh, Superboy, he's been around forever. John wasn't. He came Just back imagine from the psychological damage that would happen to him. Like he was trapped in a volcano for seven years, being just tossed animals to eat while he, a freaking man who looks like his father cries in front of him cries and lashes and out him. for the entire seven years. Not talking to anybody else this entire time. Like you got some problems there that you might want to address since this is the best way you thought to age him up. Yeah. Even later, you end up having them after this day where Superboy then says to his dad, Man, that was really cool. It makes up for all of our lost moments of my childhood. No, and then Superman does say, "Not even close, pal." You're right, Superman, because that's the shit. Not even close, pal. Now get your ass back to the future. And imagine this—the idea that the Super Sons. Yeah, people like that book, but you rarely got a lot. You never really got the Superboy and Superman in. Only a little bit because he was a baby when he came about. He comes into the New 52. He didn't have his powers. He was a little kid. Once we end up Superman Reborn and stuff like that, we got a little of it. You know, you ended up having the Lex story, Imperius Rex, I think it was. Lex. And you ended up at Lex. Yeah. And you end up having that stuff with that. But that was still even like trying to hide his identity from people and trying to, you know, let his powers go. You never got. Oh no, that's the Superman thing. Is, you even, say, you even say the New Fifty Two. What we got was a mini series with Dan Jurgens. You know, the Adventures of, of Lois and Clark out of Convergence, and you had that Superman Reborn, where they then took over for the old Superman and changed everything up with that. So then you had the Superman series, and that was it. Yeah, that was it. And so here's, and, and here's really, some Super Sun stuff. Your twelve issues here, and, and that there. was the deal. Even in that, the Superman book, Tomasi was going and really was starting to set up the Super Sun stuff. But we never got a lot. I mean, we got to go to you know crazy what's it called Island, Dinosaur Island, to go Shit and retrieve stuff. But that was about the biggest thing. So him saying that about he doesn't even get why people were mad. They, he just thinks that it was that one book that people wanted. That's it. We and. People, like I said, people seem to think that John was around a lot longer. He wasn't. We got robbed of a lot of moments in that, a lot of moments that made, say, a Batman and Robin book great in the New 52, because you got to see how Batman was trying to raise Damien and stuff like that. And I wanted that for Superboy and Superman. You never got that. He got aged. And even then, you still should have a kid of 12 now dealing with the idea that he's in a body that's older and doesn't understand it. He doesn't do that. It's surface level, boom, just and there even he is. it's not just the case. It's not like he had a lot of schooling in that volcano, and I'm just like, you know, just psychologically damaged to like forever. Just imagine somebody who's been held hostage for seven years, not being able to talk to anybody that they know or love, or just pretty much anybody except for a psychopath who just throws raw animals at you, has food. I'm like, there are a lot of problems that should come from this. We've also had the idea of nobody saying, hey, how'd he grow over? <laughs> you said even at Sam Lane's funeral. Like you end up having Lucy. Oh, like, Lucy what's Lane. going on there? Her. Hey, Aunt Man, Lucy. Yeah, you're big for your age. Even that would have been okay. 
and what you all you got was well, how much John have we, even Ma and Pa coming back after Doomsday Clock? Have we even really addressed Ma and Pa seeing their grandson freaking seventeen years old? No, it's just yeah, you know, maybe they're like, man, we were dead for a while. Who knows what went on? But even with the idea that John's biggest thing was to be older because he wanted to join the Teen Titans and he wasn't allowed because he wasn't a teen yet. He was 12. Then he comes back. Look at me. And you, you barely scrape enough. that. You barely scrape that. And then all it was was Damien like, oh, man, you're going to like it wasn't any sort of deal where he should have tons of problems. And if you would have set it up to this point, well, to even when you had Bendis address insane. that, they screwed that up because it's Damien being pissed that John was taller than him. But I'm like, he was always taller than you. That yeah, was, he was the always joke. Taller. Then you end up having a meat and burgers. I mean, how many more times? I looked here. You have meat and tacos. All you see is green. So that's fine. But you could have at least, if you're going to try to, and that, again, though, he ends up trying to tie up things that he fucked up before. He does it all the time. He ends up, hey, Clue Master's alive. Oh, he isn't? Well, I better take an issue down the line oh, to show you that. He faked he, his death, everybody. He faked his death to hide from Batman, but did not change his name and just moved to Where's the Where's M.O.? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> he, he's clueless, master. But yeah, you have all this going on. Also, I think John would be very upset because it does look like they end up saving some Boy Scouts from what only looks like an alligator tree. Look at this bark that John Romita Jr., this this guy has to retire. It's so bad. I'm like, is that Killer Croc or a tree? I can't tell. I don't care if, if he retires or not. Just go to Marvel or something else so I don't have to deal with it. And it also looks like at one point you have, like, they're saving people from a, a flying balloon that's gone bad. I mean, shit goes bad. <laughs> but, yeah, even that, you just end with, hey, Mom, here's some tacos. I'm going to go. I'm proud of you, son. I love you, Mama. Let's go. And she even's like, oh, I missed out on everything because of this asshole. And then they end up going off. And hey, bye, Dad. Bye, Uncle Jimmy. That's what she's like. Be nice to Uncle Jimmy. He's very rich now. I'm like, hey, don't forget bitch. that we, we grab, you know, Leone's lawyer, sort of a, <laughs> a wrap up of the Invisible Mafia right here. Mm. You, then, what is this then? I'm trying to figure it out. I'm telling you, Leon left us. No trace. Then you have no reason to protect her. I can't believe she would just bail on her whole organization. I'm surprised you're surprised. But tell me, how did you meet Leon? And did you know she was from a different earth when you met her? Do I need a lawyer? And uh, are you her? Yeah. What, what is that? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's because what's her name is is asking the question. And she, he knows she's a lawyer. So he's like, because I, I think that. That's and, the thing. But is, it, isn't that Lois It's Wayne? Lois, it seems. It's not Kate That's Spencer. The problem. It seems like he's almost thinking it's Kate Spencer. Like he messed up. But. With that, too. All and also, stuff- I read the first time I read this, do I need a lawyer? And uh, are you her? I really thought he meant, are you Leone? Because I'm like, are you, were you, were you <laughs> buying the insane. idea that she's from another Earth and then somehow she's also her? Well, it's because that guy's insane. I like, too, at one point, you end up almost saying, like, at the deal, hey, you know, we're going to do this. Thank God that whole, you know, FBI's on the case of Leone still. I'm like, no, they're not. This is done. This and is the FBI, so ridiculous. as long as Jimmy Olsen bought the Daily Planet, they don't care about rating it yeah, anymore. That's- because I love they the fast idea track of that. that shit to make sure that Jimmy would buy it because that means you. they don't that have to worry the, about it anymore. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's like, well, I got the money and I wanted to buy it. And, and they're going with the idea that whoever owns it, that he's going to buy it from. But you were told that it was already bought by the. So he says, well, they decided the board of directors decided either I can buy it. Or the FBI would seize it because it's in part of an interdimensional mystery. But they figured it'd be better. It'd be, <laughs> they figured it'd be better for me to buy it. I'm like, I don't think that's how things work. I don't think that I can go and say, whoa, 
There's a crime scene here. 50 people got murdered. Well, let's get rid of that because I'm buying this house right now. They're like, thank God. I didn't want to look into the shit. As long as you clean up, I'm cleaning up chalk drawing there. And so with that, it's like, and then they fast tracked it. I mean, everything is getting forced to this. It doesn't make any lick of sense and gets everything wrong. Look, don't worry. Everything we're going to go wrong. back to the Daily Planet so Perry can talk about. We're not writing stories for today, people. We're writing them for tomorrow to give you the the freaking how tell you how important the Daily Planet is. Just to wrap things up for some reason, even though this was the most uninteresting, interesting part of the action comics, which he really pushed for this thing. But at the end, we end on a little joke. It's like, oh man, it's dinner time. Or are we not ordering lunch? First things first. Hey, can we order from Great Caesars toast? Yeah, what are you going to the toast restaurant? Before that, I'll tell you. Sandwiches you're all interested in. You you know what else drives me nuts is you you end right before that with the idea. Remember when Brian Michael Bennett said he was going to have the identity reveal? One of the things he said in interviews and on podcasts was that thousand stories. One of them being, how does the world react to? Superman also being the reporter Clark Kent was that uh you know cool. a deal where you know would they be upset because he gets to have stories maybe you could go with the idea he created so, like all that sort of thing and then you just do what you were going to say was the bad thing where they get word oh there's trouble you know, I think even in conduct, you know, there's yeah. trouble in conduct, really. When isn't there trouble there's in conduct? There's fighting a fire twister. Oh my god. And so there he is. Okay, I got this Superman away. And he goes, this was what you were going to have as a basis of he can no longer be a reporter because there's a conflict of interest. You have all these things. Well, that's and the thing is, just, we didn't deal with you the just public. Do it. We just dealt with like pretty much Steve Lombard. Like, I don't know if I can you know be around here. You're going to put everybody in danger, Clark. And yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. And now it's like, oh, so he gets that story too. If you can get you there before he the can. Conduct? You're like, fuck you, Lois. I wanted him to just go, fuck you. I'm out of here. I'm so sick of this. I'm going next door lana gave me a card i am going there and by the way where's trisha q i see her in the background this rando she's talking to i don't know (laughs) i don't know i'm looking hey older jimmy from the future yeah it does look like you have trisha q over there the first time she shut her mouth she's over there just looking at her phone throughout this and changes her look constantly it's nonsense and then you end up you know as if yeah you weren't pissed off enough you have to be reminded that he's going off. And, and this is the thing. Mariko Tamaki wrote a horrible Wonder Woman, according to us. This is up. our opinion. She's now on Detective. She failed up. You end up having a Superman. Superman books are big, but Justice League, that's he that's, failed up. That's and you end up top. here on the deal on the screen. We get back to that nonsense with the sticky notes. You have the cover of that first Justice League reveal deal. You also end up having where is Ambush Bug? And I swear to God. People are going to get sliced if, if we see Ambush Bug. And I'm telling you, don't give me that nonsense. Nobody cares. People where love Ambush that character Bug for is. some reason. I don't understand have, why. I think I it's just because he's weird. I love the idea. It's like, thank all thank all you fans, especially super fans, and with themed websites. I mean, all, half of those are, are wanting to burn him at the stake. You know, they're done with him. But he's thanking them. Then you have In the Shadows thanking Dan DiDio. I'm like, now you're going too far with what people hate. But all of these things, and then it's like, Thanks to Fraction's awesome ending. He's awesome. That's the yeah. thing is, you think it's bad that he's thanking Dan Dio that it's kind of in shadows. I think it's even worse that he's thanking the next creative team, but it's obscured by a freaking mug and pens. Yeah, I'm because like, he doesn't care. Up. He's saying, thanks to the next creative team, you're going to have a big job ahead of you retconning this bullshit is so what you, he should you, be you can saying. Look at this thing, to the next team, good luck, and then the rest is obscured. I'm like, I'm <laughs> done. I just want to give a little spoiler hint of the deal. 
if you are somebody who hopes that a lot of the stuff that Bendis retconned, yeah, I'm going to have to just wait till Wednesday because it starts right away. You'll see what I'm talking about this coming up week. But with all this nonsense, you know, there's incredible prototype jar jar, whatever. Prototype must not mean art because this art sucks and it's terrible and it throws all oh, this is bullshit. This whole run ends up where at the end. He's trying to twist and turn things to make you think that anything meant anything or that he had a. It's bad. It's just bad. It's bad writing. And it all comes down to one thing in all of the books that he writes. He doesn't know the characters or the DC universe and could care less to figure it out. We were talking earlier in this podcast that Andy Lanning and Ron Mars come in for an event in December. They have not written shit for DC and all these times, but yet they get things right. Because either they did Except research, for Black Lightning in the or, beginning. yeah, well, they end up with this where they okay, either man. talk to some people, but again, you could say at that point, maybe he's, you know, kind of doing weird things, but still, you end up where they either ask some people or they did some research themselves. But just at the beginning of this podcast, we talked about the JLD, they, they pretty much got Spot that on. and ended up, yeah, so they at least did some. He doesn't care. He's going to make his own versions of things because he thinks if he does that, then he doesn't have to worry about making mistakes, but yet falls over himself constantly to an ending of a 28-issue run of Action Comics now where he's still trying to cover up mistakes from Young Justice. You can't do this. Learn what you're writing about. Now he is no longer just involved in the super books. He's going to be writing all the characters. He did that in the whole uh, Man of Steel mini before he jumped on all this nonsense. And he ended up messing them up where I don't even know what that Barry that he had going. Kooky Papa, you know, this nonsense. It's it's I'm hoping it's good, but I don't have any faith. And him knowing anything, and already he's turning it into a Naomi book anyway, because that's what he wants to push. But still, screw that. Anything has to be better than this. But again, DC didn't learn anything, and they're having uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson on both books. Why are you doing that? Please give people an option. Have somebody on Superman, somebody on action. So if they don't necessarily like the writing of one writer, they still have something to fall back on and still get the Superman books in their pull list. I don't know. I understand this concept, but overall, uh, I give this a four out of ten. What's the fest of furious again over there? <sighs> I'm giving it a four out of ten, but I'm actually I did that on the site. I'm going down to a three. I, I really have no other reason to like this at all. And it just infuriates me. What would you give it? Two out of ten, the story goes out of its way to fuck things up even more than they already were, and then it ends us on a terrible note. Just, it's you know, just that easy. Let's mess everything up for when we leave, so everybody has to freaking follow this along as they go forward. And the art's awful to look at all the way around. I'm just, I love these characters, but nothing that we've gotten for the past two years has actually resembled these characters, and I'm hoping that somebody can actually pick up the pieces of this destroyed puzzle that Hennis has created and actually make something good going forward. Well, as something to be hopeful for coming up in March, Philip Kennedy Johnson has gone on record to say that he's keeping all of this. It happens. We'll see. The thing is, it's continuity. We will see. That's what you're going to do. But just you know, make something of it and actually turn it around somewhere, maybe. Well, it's getting turned around starting this week. But here we go with the book of the week. What's your book of the week? My book of the week is Dark Knight's Death Metal, The Secret Origin Number 1. 
That is mine as well. That's obviously on the Patreon. Me and Eric go a little bit. It's more of a battle of why am I so positive? I can't even be happy about anything. But I ended up really liking it. I said it's one of my favorite issues of the year. That might be a backdoor shade at the year, Eric. It really might be as well. Take but I really year. did enjoy that. Yeah, take that 2020. Nobody's Jim showed said, you. Nobody's ever said that, right? Everybody loves the 2020. Hey, here's what we're going to talk about next week. But next week is a Patreon-only show. It is an annuals week, fifth Pretty week low, of the month. And so that'll be on Patreon only. If you want to hear us talk about these following books, you'll have to go to the Patreon, sign up, and do all of that. There'll be links in the show notes. You can do that. But we're going to get Batman annual number five, right? The annual number five. Batman, 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 Beyond. <laughs> Batman Beyond didn't even get an annual. Uh, Mark has told me. And Batman gets five. Take, take that. Dark Knight's Death Metal, The Last 52, War of the Multiverses, number one. Yeah. That might be the longest deal. Ginny Hex Special, number one. I we're going to have more. Uh, one of those books that we said that you have to have that because Brian Michael Bendis didn't do anything with this character in the Unjustice book. So, again, it keeps continuing where you have to have these other things. It's nonsense. My name's Just Je- like- I'm telling you, all the work that we did in those Walmart deals and even into the Young Justice, like, my name's Jenny Hex. My ancestor was Jonah Hex. He willed me a box full of gadgets and gizmos that I don't understand. And also, I like girls. I like the ladies. <laughs> that, that's pretty much all we got. Jenny Hex. I, I like Jenny Hex. I think that that's I, I cool like Jenny Hex character. more because I want the this idea of an ancestor of Jonah Hex. I'm like, I love that. I'm right cool away. with it. Just give me something going on here. Yeah, Justice League Endless Winter Special Two Endless Winter Finale. It says in the project. Oh, so Endless Winter. That. We hardly knew ye. Yeah, Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Dark Knight's Metal, number one, too. So you get a Tales of the Dark Multiverse, my friend, and I what? get a stupid War of the Multiverse. I get that. You, Yeah, yeah, that's a Tales. You're the Tales guy. I'm yes, the Dark I'm a, Knights guy. I'm a Tales of the old stories that you haven't read. No, it's still the same deal. I have the Dark Knight's Death Metal, the last but, 52 but I, War of the Multiverse. But I've done the, the Death Metal tie-ins as well. No, I'm telling you though, I do the death metal stuff. Not you all always of them. no, I think I have because you always you say did the to Trinity me, Crisis. Uh, that was a Tales. I thought. No, uh, no, I think I did do the Trinity no. Crisis. If we didn't, it was because I had other books that week. Okay, I will do both of those. <laughs> you have one book. I yes. have three. Uh, so that will be the deal. Screw that because I have other stuff too. Uh, do but you? we'll see. Yeah, I have Marvel stuff if I go and do that. Uh-huh. I have other things. Plus, I'll tell you. Okay, we'll go through the whole thing. Monday <laughs> night, legitimately, I have four podcasts I uh-huh. have scheduled with people. So I might not be doing shit. Uh, starting tomorrow That's night. bad scheduling, Jim. No, it isn't bad scheduling. It's because I have to do it with other people. I have bad other people. Scheduling. I got I got double A-Rod tomorrow night. I oh, got a God. movie thing on Monday. I end up plus. Me and you are supposed to be doing a thing or two ourselves. But we'll see what we do. What on I'm Monday. saying is. Yeah, yeah, we we have something that we did not finish that we did on That's the Monday last time. Well, that is. I need you to schedule it from now on. Okay. We got, we got a savage But you Hawk tell me you don't have time with. because you have all this other stuff going on. Uh, well, that's the problem. Is I have four. I think one of them's you. So we'll see. But we'll see. I don't think I'm doing shit. I'm not going to do any of these <laughs> because I have. Yeah, we'll see. Also, uh, one of these does, I think, is like 70 pages. So you may not get all these on the site. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes because I'm not going to have time. But yeah, we end up with all of that. And speaking of which, that's because I have a ton of things to do for the Patreon itself, including a amazing Spider-Man podcast. I have a lot of Marvel stuff, but also 
a cartoon podcast. I'm going to be doing a podcast on the Star Wars holiday special tomorrow or Monday. I mean, it would be tomorrow as you're listening, but a bunch of things that I have to get done. But with that, we're not going to have a spotlight. We're not going to have anything but the podcasts next week for both the DC and Marvel. And if you want to get involved with that, you have to go over and sign up on the Patreon and you'll get a ton of shit, especially on Monday. Monday is the day. <laughs> Everybody couldn't do things except on Monday. But we'll deal with that on Monday. That's a couple of days from us recording right now. Uh, after this, I'm actually going off and doing a news podcast and a Marvel solicit podcast. Sexy. So there's a bunch of things going on, but that's it. Pretty Thanks, thin, everybody. Jim. Thanks, everybody, with all the deal. That's what they say when I go and get, like, fitted for a custom suit. Oh, is yeah. what they say pretty that thin. A lot, does it? They say, yeah, I've never done that. But we're uh, going to go up now. What do we Fancy. say at the end of the podcast? Everybody have a great week. week. Keep it weird. Weird. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven. I like the killing. It's just that easy. Poop, poop.